0: everybody, And welcome to episode three hundred and nineteen of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, a nine hundred and ninety-nine US dollar monitor stand, Michael Raparas, <laughs> coming to you from the Austin Cook Memorial Studio. Oh! Yay! In memory of Austin Cook. We yeah. miss you, buddy. We miss you. Thanks, uh, thanks for a The lovely Patreon patron
1: support. at Patreon.com slash <laughs> Who just spoke? Uh Christopher, happy
0: birthday, Michael Porez! Yeah! <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Thank you. Uh that, that's all I got, you Yeah, uh, that's that's enough. <laughs> and uh Dynamat
2: Matthew Allen Baby Boom! This is way too high energy. Who's our guest this week? It's T.L. Foster, Pokemon Fanatic. Pokemon fan? I don't know. I'm Uh, a uh, Patriot. I'm a Patriot fan. Fan
3: and (laughs) official LaserTime Facebook community most handsome man of 2019. Oh boy, Stop it!
2: Stop it! I that I I shouldn't have won that.
3: Everyone knows I shouldn't have
2: won that. It's 2016 all over again.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You weren't prepared to win. What do you do now?
4: Oh God! Oh
3: God! (laughs)
2: Pressure. What if, I just lie, what if I lie on camera And then uh, Do bad shit And then pretend like nothing, none of this happened in four it, years It doesn't matter at all it turns out no. uh-huh. This happens every day
0: Nobody cares
2: Nobody cares
1: well, it's going to be a fun week because
0: E3 is next week. We're all pushed to the limit and frazzled, or at least I am.
3: Is it though? Because kind of E3 has been this week too, with yeah. all these news announcements. E3 gets start,
0: started sooner and sooner. It's gonna, it's gonna be a month-long festival in the next ten years. I'm
3: all for that, to be honest.
0: <laughs> this week we we dug back into the ideas pile and pulled out something that uh, I thought would be kind of fun. You know the Japanese games that you grew up with in the eighties you you love them the the pixelated people beating the crap out of each other and sure. uh, get get big cute effects. What what if they swore a lot? What if they <laughs> said fuck?
1: Yeah, like all I mean, the how time, how else are you going to reintroduce them to a new generation? Mm,
0: exactly, exactly. There was a phenomenon that we saw a lot around, like the early to to late two thousands, that era, where a, a creaky, venerable Japanese franchise got it need, needed some sort of new lifeblood brought into it to make it relatable to the kids, and yeah. and the kids were like really into some gangsta shit at the time. And thanks, it, thanks yeah. largely to Grand Theft Auto. But it was like the age of new metal. I don't yeah, know.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. a different
3: time. And yeah. Ashley Simpson. Uh, there, true, mm-hmm, true. Mm-hmm. It was a weird uh, time. Saying, I wonder how much of this was partly due to, at the time, Japanese game development was sort of in a downswing. You know, re- in recent years we've had a bit of a resurgence with more Japanese developers p- putting out more games. Um, but there was back in in exactly these years we're talking mm-hmm. about, like. Development out of Japan had had slowed, like seriously slowed. Yeah, they
0: seem to be having some trouble adapting to like PS2 and 3D. Let's just let's just, hard just hardware. say, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. 3D, and I think I think part of that was like most of the internal teams clung to uh, the bread and butter, and in you know in order obviously to meet a Western audience, they'd hand out pretty much any one of their properties. Because not speaking from experience here, but uh, internally. Companies aren't interested in, in niche products, but they keep hearing, like, bring back this, bring back that. And, like, well, we can only do that if we kind of rebooted it and reintroduce it as a new series. Hmm. So this seemed to be, like, Japanese company having it both ways.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a way to do that. But it, it gave us a very memorable period in video games it's just... Full Traumatizing of, period. Yeah, it's just full of beloved heroes coming back and and just grunting swears while getting drunk.
3: Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, this was happening in a lot of series, though. So, mm-hmm. how about Prince of Persia, the the sequel there? Remember the dark sequel with, with Dark Prince and the metal bikini? Hmm. No, no,
1: Did yeah, like, that game actually, actually that game
2: that game wasn't bad. It was
1: embarrassing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like it was AMV the game. Like it was like an anime music video game. <laughs> <Yeah>. The game. <laughs> I'm, I'm really like, glad was you
3: told me what AMV meant. Godsmack that gobsmack
0: that was on the soundtrack?
3: I don't think it either gobsmack or like...
2: Gobsmack! No. Godsmack or like System of a Down or something. Yeah, it was, like it was something. Godsmack. It
1: was Godsmack. Yeah. Michael, my homies and I were gobsmacked to find out Godsmack was on the <laughs> Prince of Persia soundtrack. <laughs>
3: Gobsmack, isn't that like a candy from Willy Wonka? And the I,
0: you're factor? lucky I didn't say Hooba Sink. Who can keep track of bands from back?
2: These everlasting Gobsmackers. Gobsmack,
1: gobsmack, the, <laughs> gobsmack was the sound of a, a punch in the original Batman TV show. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: you could just get a Warp Tour tour 2004 listing and then pick one of those bands, and then here you go. There you go. They're the what's called music. Yeah. yeah. Frosted
3: yeah. tips as far as the eye can see. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> But, but yeah, so this week we will be taking a look at uh, five formerly beloved or at least well-remembered franchises that got handed off to Western developers, often to, I wouldn't say hilarious results, but results that have often aged poorly. With one exception, we'll knock it off right at the beginning, but I, I want to say before we get started that these will be in order of grittiness.
3: And <laughs> and maybe maybe even unnecessary grittiness. So, like sandpaper, we're measuring the grit count
0: in mm-hmm,
5: these mm-hmm. entries. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So we will dive straight into those right after this. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? then we strongly encourage you to support this show on Patreon.com lasertime It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the LazerTime network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste.
1: There will definitely be spoilers coming, and I got one of the greatest people ever to participate in a thought barrage on Endgame. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Baker.
3: Wow, that's that's quite the intro. Greatest people ever, um, dude. But just, you know.
1: but I'm so I have so many questions about the Marvel universe. I've been texting with Brett. He asked me to relay some of his thoughts, but I just wanted to get the, get it out immediately because one, I, I didn't feel Endgame was coming. Again, I, I, we'll keep the spoilers light for the beginning, but you really shouldn't listen to this unless you've seen it. The promotional materials don't tell you a fucking thing about this movie. I love it. It's it's crazy. I've never seen a movie. Hold so like hold so many cards back in its promotional materials, and I wasn't truly excited about the movie because they weren't really showing us what the movie was. I think there are about there are over a hundred surprises in this thing that you will not see coming.
3: Yeah, every few minutes, and you know the the, the plot goes places that you know even if you know the comics there might be like things where you think something's going to happen because you know the comics and then it doesn't above all else though it's just a good movie right that is uh you know kind of the perfect way to cap this whole 11 year journey we've all
5: been right get bonus time a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every tuesday starting for just five dollars on patreon.com slash laser time And welcome back
0: to the top of our top five here in the lovely Austin Cook Memorial Studio, where we will... Get into what?
3: Gritty western reboots. Or remakes.
1: I was going I was going to try and do an impression of that hockey mascot Gritty, but I don't know what he sounds like. It's time for the grittiest reboots in western okay, s- development history.
0: Can can you imagine the screaming of a million unbaptized infants in the pits of hell? That's what Gritty's voice sounds mm-hmm. like.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, if he actually <laughs> spoke, we would all die. He's <laughs> uh-huh. Dante's Inferno like incarnated into a mascot. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's it's mm-hmm. good that you mentioned that because uh-huh. uh it's, it's a Neat lead in into. Number five.
6: You can't tell me. I'm 1200 old.
5: You don't look at day over 12,000. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you.
0: And we're leading (laughs) with this one because it is inarguably the best thing on this list. It is Uh, a great game. I'm going to say that up front. This is DMC Devil May Cry. Oh, so when did
2: this game turn? When did like people just start saying like, oh, this is a bad game? Uh, it, immediately, oh. but, like I mean, the, the moment it was well, announced. And
1: be- like, this, yeah. The moment it was announced in two
3: years before they played it.
2: Yeah. yeah. Like, this, yeah. It's so yeah. weird because this game is so good.
3: The moment it turned from, yeah, just that perception to people saying it was good is the second people who actually played the damn game mm-hmm. started talking about well, it.
0: Well, but then even so I, then I, people I, who did play the damn game, like it seemed to always have a problem with all the swears, which what kind of a square are you that this bothers <laughs> you so much? I'm I mean sorry. that's... That
1: is, I, I think it's this and the Combo Christ music, the only thing mm-hmm. that are like particularly up the grits. DMC is a pretty fucking edgelordy venture in and of yeah, itself. Yeah, but
0: it was always kind of more anime edgelordy, and this is more like uh, surreal British
1: edgelord-y. Oh, because it's
3: anime default. It
1: doesn't yeah. count as <laughs> a try hard pretty game.
3: Yeah, I would say yeah. Dante, Dante it, is more suave in the Japanese versions, and in this mm-hmm. one, he's more
6: up in
2: your face and fuck you. Yeah, he's uh, he's he, I don't know. Dante in the original game is a little wiener too. Like uh, yeah, I, like I, I, there's I nothing
1: don't. cool about Dante in the original game. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: don't know. All he's right. sitting there eating a pizza. We're gonna and get, get mail. Party's
1: now.
3: getting crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh man, well, he's
1: got
3: guns named Ebony and Ivory, guys. That's fucking crazy. No, no. Like
1: that's the thing. Like, um, I, just having played DMC five. I could see a couple, which I loved, because I I, I haven't really loved a regular DMC game before. Mm. But I could see certain ways, you know, some of the streamlined Western approaches to uh, the gameplay um, were informed Devil May Cry 5. But it it also made DMC, um, let's just call it Devil May Cry Zero, uh, its flavor isn't bad. I, I like the music of DMC 5 way more, but I would never listen to anything on the DMC soundtrack. But it, it's a flavor. It's like all super dark and ravey and, like, mm-hmm. Comba Christ? That's the name of the band. Isn't yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Which yeah. which like, isn't really like... that much darker than the metal music that they had composed originally for, for the DMC games. Mm-hmm. No, because, once again, anime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, but uh, but you get that world weariness that translates so well, whether it's anime or, or something
6: uh, grittier. If you want to leave, the... turn your back on me. I'm powerless to stop you. But you'll be making a grave mistake. Not just for yourself,
5: but for mankind. For mankind. Yes. What makes you think I give a shit? I
0: don't give a
1: shit. Ew, who cares? Mankind can mm. suck a dick. And another thing it had, uh, the other games didn't have, was good acting. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs> it's it's seriously worth checking out, mm. by the way. It might still be on yeah. Game Pass if you're an Xbox. I think owner. it
3: is. It's very playable. It, it holds up very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: it, and I don't consider this... Uh, I don't know. Like, is it really just the cursing
3: for the most part that yeah, makes it stand out the, from other DMC games? It's some of the monster design, too. Yeah. It's, it's a little over the top yeah. in your face, like, hey, we're going to try to gross you out. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus, I would say, yeah, the original Double May Cry games game. The fifth game sort of that. goes that route, too. But I mean, the, yeah. the first but clip we it's...
0: played is, is basically just redoing the Slurm episode of Futurama with the giant <laughs> pus filled <laughs> worm that, like, shits out a soft
3: drink. Oh, and Chris, by the way, I think you're right. The fifth game does incorporate some of that, but I think that was because people liked it in DMC. Yeah, it took
1: a lot of yeah, that, design that, that, cues from DMC. But. Yeah, it just seems like more of a natural pro- progression mm-hmm. than a, a mission statement to be yeah. gritty Also, I didn't really I didn't really notice it seemed more realistic to me than the DMC hmm. the other DMC. We might game. be
3: mixing this up with the marketing for the game. The yeah. marketing
1: no, for the game. I, I was actually clearly- I, obviously I'm defending it mm-hmm. but like I'm empathizing with the haters because I now I'm seeing how people could classify this upon first glance.
2: Oh. Right. Well, I also think it's like the design, right? Because people didn't like the design of Dante mm-hmm. because he was yeah. a little bit more uh, by sh- by Shonen Eye, like by Shoujo Eye, excuse me, like very feminine type of Dante as opposed to mm-hmm. rough, rugged Dante. Which so, one are you talking yeah, about? No, <laughs> yeah,
3: the DMC Dante, I'd say, was trying to be more rugged, more five o'clock shadow. Eh, he no, had the black he was, hair. He was no, more like he, he was... looked
0: like a he was like a skinny uh, street
3: punk. He looked like a yeah. heroin addict.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. But Which, you know, Bob Barbas Accuses him of And uh, and oh. intimates, <laughs> implies that he's like A hustler spreading gross diseases Around and uh, Dante's Just having none of it
5: Between 16 and 17 He became involved in gangs Drugs and is Believed to be responsible for over A dozen homicides And worst of all He was also a well-known Cruiser the seedier districts of the city, Rapidly spreading sexual disease of the unholy kind.
0: It ain't that the best kind, Bob. It had a little bit more of a
2: real-world political edge.
1: Yeah, that alone is a huge Western approach. I don't (laughs) think you'll see any Japanese game taking down one of their newscasters. I
2: was about to say, did Bob Barvis also get, like, demonetized from YouTube (laughs) after (laughs) this?
4: Gosh, I hope
1: so. Uh, But,
2: I
0: actually, I went for PlayStation the Official Magazine uh, to go and uh, to to visit Ninja Theory's studio and talk to some of the people, and we got to see and reprint a bunch of concept art for the game, and some of the early designs, like, were clearly done with A mandate of like make this darker make it grittier and it's just like you've got this dante who looks like you know a skinnier version of the joker or something sitting in a suit in a bathtub like with just a knife like a razor blade sized knife and it's like yeah that was going to be his weapon at one point possibly but we decided not to go that route obviously
1: this is an interesting uh submission i'll, I'll give it that you hmm. know I still haven't recovered for how awful people were about this great game. <laughs>
0: well, I think I think you're maybe being a little defensive because it, I, I want to make it yes! clear, like this isn't this isn't criticizing the game. I know. Like it, it's just this this was kind of like. The end of this phenomenon that we're going to be discussing, and and it, this came at I saw, the end. Of it, I saw it and as I a natural progression, but
1: I can it. see uh, you're making me understand how other people saw it as mm-hmm. a needlessly gritty Western reboot.
0: Well, as as some of the future entries in this list will prove, uh, Capcom kind of had a pattern of doing this. That uh, like we've got this beloved franchise, we don't want to work on it. Let's hand it off to a Western developer and just let them put their own spin on it, and. This I think was the first one that worked really well. The other ones were kind of hit or miss, but we can get into those shortly because uh, I want to pick on someone else for a second.
4: Number 4.
1: That's Super Princess Peach?
0: Yeah, it's Super Princess Peach. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> I mean, this, this to be fair, was a franchise that was maybe about as gritty as early 16-bit games could get. It always had kind of like this Conan bent to it, but... Uh, uh, I know what this is. I mean, I'll is let this, this guy... Is
2: this Golden Axe?
0: This is Golden Axe Beast Rider. Beast Rider! That's the last Golden Axe. Yeah. So, uh, this is Tyrus Flair meeting Gilius Thunderhead. It's the second time Gilius shows up, and when you meet him, he's just, like, standing there... Crying an axe out of his shoulder. Like, that that's the first time he's really established as a character, is just pulling a big old axe out of himself with blood and then just sort of brushing it off.
6: By my balls, girl! I thought you were dead!
4: Lord Gilius, the great dragon is captured! We must save him!
6: And we shall. You are the last of the Axirian sisterhood, and there is blood to be repaid. How? With this...
4: The golden axe?
6: But the axe was broken centuries ago. How did you... Now is not the time for history
4: lessons.
0: Oh, now isn't the time. Like five did seconds he, ago, it
1: was. But did he say "buy my balls"? Like he did "buy my balls." Uh-huh.
3: I just want you guys to reimagine that scene as if it's the talking between sex in a porno movie, <laughs> and it actually works really well.
2: <laughs> oh God, the golden axe! Here's my
3: Gilius Thunder.
2: I swear
1: to Christ, that was the last thing I thought he was going to say. He pulled out.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I it, to me, it sounded like one of, like the like a really cheesy like rock opera movie. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, you have to play this golden axe to slay the Mithril beast. <laughs> I not to see what I do now. Mm. <laughs> the
0: power of song. So have have has anyone besides me actually played this? Hell Dude, no. I may have no. never
1: seen this game. They they were not they were real shy with assets yeah. on this thing so early on.
0: it's it's strange. It seems to be a Golden Axe prequel. Uh in Golden Axe Beast Rider, you are playing as Tyrus Flair. You know, she was kind of like a Red Sonja type in the original game, and in this one she has like a bob cut and like some white paint on her face and wears like a pair of coyote ugly bell bottom chaps that have like big thigh panels cut out into the sides that, that make her character model look like it's kind of running knock-kneed because it looks like her legs are at a weird angle. Um and yeah she has to run around carrying a gigantic sword fighting dudes that look like uh, rejects from the Guar slave pit they're all just like <laughs> kitted out in barbarian gear with like thongs that are showing off their ass cheeks and hitting you with axes made out of bone and shit but it, it does pay its homage to the source material you do get to meet uh, Gilius Thunderhead and this guy
1: hold if you value your life what master do you serve I am Tarek, Axe Battler, Lord of the Frozen North. I am no servant of the Death Adder. Consider that if you intend to use
0: that
4: sword of yours. Ooh.
0: But it, it does strike this weird balance where it feels like a, strangely, like a PS2 game. I don't know really how to make that make more sense.
1: I feel I, I feel like you could put the word soul caliber colon something and it would make more <laughs> sense than yeah. than golden axe in this game.
0: Probably. So you're you're waiting through just like, you know, small squads of dudes and uh, it, it had kind of an interesting mechanic in that like if somebody attacks you with a blue charged attack, you need to parry, and if it's a an orange charge attack, you need to dodge. And and so like that Introduced a little bit of variety into the hack and slash, but uh you're also just kind of going around collecting coins, and I swear to god this sound you're about to hear sounds like something out of Super Mario 64. You hear that? And that's like when enemies die, yeah, they that's the sound of the your their collectibles being spat out and hoovered up. Yeah.
3: I would understand if it was like that little gnome dude you used to beat mm-hmm. up for coins. Like he, he shows
0: up too and he is like fucking Mad Max is shit. He what? he has no shirt. He's covered in what appears to be either mud or blood. Uh he's got just like a little weird cap and a backpack made out of sticks and uh and you have to chase him, <laughs> him around and attack him and he drops like uh t- rotating 2D chicken legs and uh magic potions. Okay, it
3: makes the list just because of that. Cuz yeah. I was I was looking, actually, at the cover art from this game compared with the original Golden Mm -hmm. Axe, and I will actually say the bikini on the cover art from the original is more revealing than than from this one. And she's wearing it by the end of the game. It's just basically setting it up. It's like, this has been a prequel to Golden Axe the Uh, whole time! I would just say, though, maybe the original Golden Axe would have leaned more into that stuff if it weren't for the technical limitations of those games at the time. Yeah, that could be. Because they're all just ripping off Conan. Yeah. You know, like yeah. like if you've ever read the Conan comics, like it's ridiculous the amount of nudity and stuff that's mm-hmm. in there. So
0: And I mean, you know, the, the Golden Axe games were always pretty violent for their era. There wasn't really any blood, there wasn't dismemberment. I I never played the uh the fighting game, but uh
3: No, you I, I always thought it was weird that I'm like I'm slicing a dude's torso with an axe and there is no blood
2: whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It just seems to be like I'm punching him in the stomach.
0: Just bonking him on the head a few yeah. times with the yeah. the axe handle and then kicking him.
2: Yep. Um, Look, that's how that's how swords and axes are in uh, video games and cartoons. Mm-hmm, right. They are they are blunt objects you yep, hit with. Yeah,
0: exactly.
3: It's basically like a baseball bat with wings. Uh, I was going to say a boffer. I was going to go mm-hmm. for the actual you know LARPing term, but sure, that's cool. Sure. I mean, it's actually
1: used like that in I don't know Battle for Winterfell too. Do yourself a favor, like go in your closet right now and grab a mop and swing that around for about two minutes. Mm-hmm. See how you feel.
4: You'll You'll feel
1: pretty terrible. All day.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) You're just making me think of, you know, the outtakes from last season where they had the coffee cup and the water bottle. Mm -hmm. And then people kept going, "Uh, do you remember the sword outtake? And they had that scene where like Jon Snow puts, he sheathes his sword and it's clearly rubber and it's like flopping around all over
4: the place. (laughs) (laughs)
3: I think he was, like, mounting his horse, and it's like... Bong, 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 bong.
1: Stop it. It happens to all men eventually. <laughs> men, men I mean, help. yeah, he had been killed and, and yeah. raised from the dead. You never know what I happens. Thought, I thought you were going to say something
0: like where, like, in one 30-second shot, it's very clear that the sword he's holding is actually a selfie stick with a phone on the end. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, even the boss is not immune to the uh, sweary name-calling, really. It's
6: that over me i am the, death the death of, the star, the master
0: of the uh they uh they take the, the adder bit very literally here and that yeah spoilers after you defeat the big armored giant at the end of the game it turns out oh he's actually like a six-armed snake man underneath mm. No, you're t- this is a video game. Yes, it's a video game. No.
2: <laughs> I thought that was Doctor Claw, but it's that's it's a I, PS3 era
0: video <laughs> game. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, the the ending has like it, it basically ends on another swear from Gilius. I would sooner die a beggar than ask for your help. I have no choice. The beast beneath the mountain has awakened. Or lives, blood and shit. <laughs> blood and shit. God damn it. Uh, it a Tro- That life. wasn't Troy Baker, was it?
1: Actually, yes. Last Generation was just the fucking death knell for so many franchises mm-hmm. I love. Yeah. This isn't one of them. This was made just in San
0: Francisco, it. by the way. I know. This game. It was locally produced.
1: They no longer exist.
0: <laughs> That's true. They don't. Uh very sad. And they set up a sequel and everything. It was gonna be a new franchise. Uh, exactly. Not really. Uh, I'm about to
2: say, who was asking for Golden Axe in 2013?
0: It's
1: it's one of those things that even I, a uh, man teetering on the edge of 40, that I don't know any Golden Axe fans. But it's it's like when we go through 30, 2010 stuff. Like the, the Genesis was like marketed on the strength of being able to present Golden Axe well. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it, w- yeah. it was a huge deal. Golden Axe uh, okay. was perfect.
3: A really good port. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, it just it just I it, I think we I just missed it. I, it was just just too young for it.
3: I loved it. I just didn't need any more of it. The, even the Golden Axe sequels back in the day, I'm like, oh, it's just the same thing over and over again. It wasn't adding. Yeah, much. I've never mm-hmm. I've never
1: finished one because they're all well pretty repetitive. Then,
3: then you'd like Beast Rider because it's pretty much the same thing
0: over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Except that uh, you get to ride beasts, which is kind of neat. You get to hop on a uh, dragony-looking thing, or like a big bull-looking thing, or a gross. You always got to ride beasts sloth. and
3: golden axes,
0: though. Yeah, but in the original Golden Axe, they'd kind of just like pop up every once in a while, and you'd have to like take them away from somebody. But they they were like a a disposable buff, mm. basically. And in this, they are actually something that like you will get like one of these per area that pops up, and if it dies, you're not getting another one for a while. So, you you have to take care of it. You have to try and play smart. You can't Yoshi it. You can't right. let it go down a pit. Exactly. Exactly. You shouldn't do that. It's bad. But, uh, is it as bad as... Number three! It, it, yeah, it's actually worse.
3: I'm just a man, Spencer. I can't give you the last five years back.
6: But I can give you this. What the fuck does this have to do with Emily? I have information about her disappearance. I can help you find her. (sighs) I can tell you
0: what this is, Chris. I know where
4: she is. I know where Emily is. Is
0: this. We all know where she is. Is this streetwise?
1: No. Nope. Oh. Uh, I know what this is. But look. (laughs) But look. Can you really be a gritty reboot if the original had Nazis in it? Uh,
0: well, if the original you were shooting power pellets at Nazis and uh, <laughs> Just a
1: manifestation of bullets,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But it was, and and yes, it was one of the few NES games that had gore. Oh, but this this does. I remember what this is now.
2: All right, you want to say it? <laughs> uh, yes, this is Bionic Commando. Yeah.
0: Nathan Spencer, formerly a hero, now has dreadlocks and he spent the last five years in prison getting good and gritty and angry at the world.
1: Learned to Those say dreadlocks fuck. are pretty unforgivable. Mm-hmm. I, I, or so I thought. Kirby did, taught did, him like, to swear. Did, did, did MVC give give Spencer new life or something like that? I mean, like did, that? they
2: brought back that character model. It's unbelievable. Yeah, MVC3, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know, this, of... is, is, this is so weird because I don't think I have any nostalgia for Bi- Bionic Commando the original game. And then well, that, I think this thing. Came... Not only not
1: only is the original excellent, they had done a true to form reboot pretty, like, not too long ago. Or right. Not too was, long was before it, this one came out. Was it yeah. re- well, then, oh, re- this, this, Rearmed? This armed. coincided,
0: yeah. and it was the same developer as Rearmed. Uh, re- Rearmed was a, a remake of the original that was just gorgeous. It, it was,
3: wasn't it, 2.5, 2.5D? It was, it was yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: And, and it came out, like, a year before this, which was. The, the full-sized sequel to Bionic yeah. Commando, which was not nearly as well-received. I think it got in the, the realm of, like, sixes and sevens uh, in reviews. But it started with a big old terrorist attack that, like, killed hundreds of thousands to millions of people. And it was... Perpetrated by not only remnants of the Imperials, the Nazis, but uh, also your own people, and they were pro-bionic activists uh, trying to strike a blow for their own survival, and that was sort of exemplified by one of the characters you meet, Mag, a soldier that used to report to you years ago with bionic legs.
1: They may have given you your arm back, but the government treated the rest of us like machines
0: through a you like
1: are we are human beings damn it. And the people
0: in this city what were they we
1: have a right to fight back taking away my legs would have been taking away my life so you trade
0: millions of lives for
1: your own how many people would have ended up in wheelchairs because some government fearmonger is afraid of a new technology you deserve
6: a chair Meg. but the one I'm thinking
2: of doesn't have wheels
6: Ugh. ooh <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: Such a great line, Ooh. man! I've never played this game, but I feel like I should. Well, that's or at least there's
1: there's that's the thing. Like when you fire up this game, there's a really good three hours in it, mm-hmm. and and for me, it's just it's just the the poison mist that everybody makes fun of. It's it's not a bad Spider-Man mechanic. The Superman sixty-four mist, yeah, but just like to start restricting you and clearly showing that like, there wasn't enough here to make a a game this big out of they hand you like a lot of the same I don't know assets but they mm-hmm. shield off they they take away your ability to use your arm uh, and swing around like yeah. Spider-Man yeah and, well and at, like at when, first yeah for like the first 15 minutes or so Yeah, but no the first couple levels are like, like no this is good oh, okay. and then like wait why are you doing this oh to slow you slow me down because there's not there's not enough game here mm. But I I do remember, like, they take away your arm
0: at the beginning. Like, you you have to find your way to it. Because it lands in, like, a separate pod. But speaking of the poison mist, even that is part of the the darker tone here. (laughs) By the way, that's people you're breathing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. I need
0: to play this game. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm gonna... <laughs> um, well, I'm so
0: going to. Soylent Green mist his
1: people! Well, I'm going to
0: spoil it in a way that on, on our old show, we used to spoil it all the time and make fun of this on a regular basis.
1: I think we made a t shirt yeah. out of it that people could buy. <laughs> Hope nobody did.
0: Yeah, there are two big spoilers I'm about to address. If you're planning to play Bionic Commando, uh, you might want oh, to scrub it. past real quick. But first off, Super Joe the uh, star of Commando and the guy you had to rescue in Bionic Commando and your commanding officer this time around turns out to be the secret terrorist mastermind that you've been fighting against this whole time. Ooh, he's trying to play both sides. Yeah. And he also reveals the arm is your wife! Your bionics what? are conscious
6: devices, Spencer. It was all just a matter of storage capacity. The mind of the Catalyst melds with the mind of the host that is why the emotional bond must be strong why the catalyst must be someone close you've been using
0: her all along i'm i'm not really clear on how or why a, a person's consciousness has to get transferred into a robotic arm for that robotic arm to be able to send
2: out a grappling hook it's so the host wouldn't reject the the, the, the <laughs> you see <laughs> when you when you do when you do alchemy you have to be able to uh-huh. bond your soul to something that's yeah, very strong it's a transitive property and what's, exactly mm-hmm. and, and oh, i forgot what the full alchemist thing is but <laughs> what is what is stronger than your wife's
0: soul exactly but that's that's <laughs> one of the game's big mystery cuz like spencer's doing this so that he can solve the mystery of why his wife disappeared and its it, she was turned into his arm. Really, his wife was the friends he, found- he made along the way. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's
0: a very silly twist. It's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It, and and mm. I gotta say, having worked at the company, I think this this broke everything. Mm. If I if really? I could speculate. Wow. wow, like it was that that big a failure um, for for dear old Capcom.
2: Yeah, uh, it didn't yeah. do it didn't do good, right? Like it. This did not do. I remember because I, I remember hearing about. It. I remember I. I vividly remember the episode when Brett came in and was like, "I have to tell you guys about this ending," yeah. but I don't think I heard about, like, legitimately heard about that game afterwards, outside of just like dunking on the ending of this game.
4: Hmm.
1: Yeah, other than they couldn't not he- being able to pump the brakes on his appearance in NBC Three. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, but it was it was an interesting time because at that point, Capcom was revitalizing all of its franchises, and even when it went bad, it still went pretty okay. And there's a salvageable game in here. that's just not enough of it because, like, if you play the multiplayer, that shit's actually really fun, and you can't play it anymore. I would, I would, mm. I would gamble.
0: Yeah, I, oh god, that's right. It did have the multiplayer.
4: Mm-hmm. I,
0: I
1: remember this largely,
0: like, uh, this this uh, review hit, or like, our Games Radar's review of this hit around the same time that uh, my review of Infamous did, and I gave it a seven. I remember there was somebody in the comments going like, you give this a 7, you're saying it's as bad as Bionic Commando? I'm like, I haven't played Bionic Commando, so I couldn't tell you. And then someone else came in and it's like, that's hilarious. Like, why? Why is that hilarious? I haven't I played a game. That every,
2: I just love that every video game is on a ruler. It's like, oh, yeah. that was an 8, so these are the exact same yeah, game. Yeah, that,
0: that has always <laughs> bugged me. I've never understood that logic. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't know. It's just like so This was just weird because, for some reason, I have Bionic Commando in my head. Like with games like Dark Void, mm. like those games were just like they were okay games that just have now died the test. Like just died in the ether and will never be back again.
1: Yep, sadly. But I mean, like I think I think I think someone's head got a little full because of the, like the reception to Bionic Commando rearmed. Like this was never a big franchise. I remember finding the, orig- the original Bionic Commando. The original Commando to be pretty boring, Bionic Commando to be pretty obtuse, and I didn't learn how to play it until my twenties. So I didn't have a lot of nostalgia for it. It never like and we're living in a world where like other than emulation, this was never released again. Like who was supposed to remember Bionic Commando in two thousand nine? Like, who was asking for this? Yeah, well, I, and, well, I mean, uh, Rearmed
3: came out in 2008, which was, was the 20-year anniversary of the NES game, yeah. mm. so they were capitalizing on that, and so this... I'm trying to look
1: it up. It, at the, when you beat the game, Joe says, I'll be back, and he literally sets a date, and I don't know if it was supposed to coincide with that date. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not kidding. Oh,
3: wow. Huh. That's ballsy, yeah. devs. By That's my balls, that is ballsy. Yeah, yeah.
1: by my I mean, balls, girl. <laughs> not quite as ballsy as naming after a very popular Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, but whatever. It's a generic mm-hmm. name. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, fair. Uh man. Uh, all right, we should probably get into
4: number two. Ah!
6: Oh, man. it is good to finally be free. Let's go kill something it's been too long and I'm way out of practice
0: I want to make a, a small confession here this this was originally supposed to be a different game But then we found out that Bomberman Act Zero was actually made by Hudson Soft, so it didn't really fit the template.
1: You have no one to blame but yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I should have... No, I mean, I'm talking about H- to Hudson. Ah, yeah, you, yeah. Here. Well, I should have done better due diligence. But anyway, you guys know what this is.
3: Splatterhouse. Yeah. Yes. Is... <laughs> Splatterhouse. The <is> Splatterhouse <laughs> with a A U S. A-U-S, right? The yeah.
0: De- Splatterhouse.
3: Splatterhouse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we're saying it like that. These the pizza houses. So,
0: yeah, this is a, a weirdly gritty reboot of a, an already very gritty game. Like, uh, Splatterhouse the original was like a gross-out fest that was designed to be like a 16-bit homage to... Uh films like ran the gamut from Aliens to Friday the thirteenth to it was just basically the horror movie
3: game. Yeah, I mean the the, the main hero ripped off Jason, right? He wore the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, hockey yeah. mask. He wore the hockey mask.
0: Yes, but he was a good guy somehow. Um yeah, but, and that and, always confused me. And there were bits where like that a friend of mine swore was like, This is taken directly from Evil Dead too, where you like you fight the house, all the all the things in the room start flying at you. Mm-hmm. It's like a poltergeist. But, uh, so Splatter Splatterhouse was, like, viewing all of that through, like, a weird, like, new metal lens. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
4: yes,
0: yes. Yeah.
3: It, it's, it's a bit like the Friday the 13th uh-huh. uh, or Nightmare on Elm Street reboots. Like, it, it tries to, it goes a little further. Like, so instead of just putting on a hockey mask, like, the mask is part of your face. So, like, it adheres yeah, to it's, you. Yeah, it's,
0: it's like a, I mean, the mask was always supposed to be magical. Uh, but in this one, it actually changes its host into this hulking, uh, just dude in like, with no shirt and jean shorts and like a big chain wallet. Uh, <laughs> John Cena, <laughs> ready basically. for the limp biscuit right. show.
3: Yeah, you wouldn't, want those, the, you wouldn't want those monsters to steal your wallet. You exactly, gotta have chain wallet exactly. Chain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but the the cool thing about it uh, was that like you would get dismembered and torn apart constantly, and then just gradually regenerate. That was the healing mechanic, so you could have like your arm torn off entirely and like your the entire right side of your body is like just ragged ribs and exposed muscle and squirting blood and then while you're dismembered like this you can pick up your severed arm and start just hitting enemies with it like a club while a new one grows back and then you start like handling it with both hands and uh, yeah it, it, it did have some interesting homages to the original there it was mostly 3D, but there were some 2.5D bits where music from the original games would play while you're like walking from side to side just dismembering monsters or thwacking them into the screen with a club and it's during one of these that you can fight Biggie Man Who doesn't love Biggie Man? The guy with chainsaws for hands
6: Wait, wait, wait! I know this guy! <laughs> yeah, we are screwed.
1: Why does it sound like Captain Planet going to commercial break?
0: <laughs> it kind of does, doesn't it? Uh, uh, the Mask is the, the voice of, um, I forget his name, he's uh, Dr. Robotnik. Um,
1: ah, Jim Carrey. Yeah, no, the other one. Jim Cummings. <laughs> I, I, I really meant to mention that the voice of Spencer in Bionic Amando is the guy from Faith No More. That's 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 well worth mentioning. Is it? Oh, wow. Really? It's Mike Patton. It's, oh, wow. It's, it sounds so wonderful. <laughs> he wanted it all, but he couldn't have it. Mm. <laughs> it's it? What is it? It's a six, according to most outlets. <laughs> Wasn't he also the darkness
0: in the darkness? Oh, yeah, he was. I think he was in the darkness as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was the darkness. the The monsters. Ah, Uh man, but uh yeah, this was made by Bottle Rocket, which was a studio made up of uh Rise wow. or, or Mark of Cree developers and their their only real uh project before this was uh, Rise of the Kasai, which was not great. Um but this this actually had to this only sort of technically counts because they did it for a long time, and if you remember this game, you might remember that it was kind of troubled. It was shelved for a while, and Namco Bandai came in to try and fix it after after they'd, they'd almost canceled it, and they they took this over is, this development. This is one of the first times I remember out.
1: press outlets reporting on mass layoffs. Oh yeah, it was Shit. involving the studio and this game.
3: Yeah, but that never happens anymore
0: no
7: no never
3: but yeah this was this was a big
0: old gruesome fun time it's got some fun action a lot of gore and uh some brutal load times between deaths and uh i'm mean, gonna guess uh again i'm the only one who's really played it
1: no i mean, i played it for like four mm. seconds just to look at it yeah. and it, i don't know it's just like it's it's in the same that weird crop of like i don't know double the triple a games from major developers that like eh who cares
3: it, right, it belongs right next to Beast Rider. It's not terrible, <laughs> but it's just passable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It or was like, it yeah. was one of those like holy grail games to me, the original, because I, wasn't that a Turbo sixteen game? Yes, yeah. And so yeah. that because I never owned that system, that was like, oh my god, that's the future of games and what they should look like. And that's why it was so weird. Yeah, when this one came out, I was just like, eh, kind of don't need to go back and try that. that no problem. Yeah, I, I,
2: I don't know. They re, like remade a Jaguar game. Which would you be like, oh, I can't wait to go play? The Jaguar version of Alien yes. versus Predator. Every version mm-hmm. of the that ever comes <laughs> out, I am yeah. there day one.
0: Oh, again, it's Jim Cummings the voice of the mask, and the voice of Rick, the main character, is Josh. Josh Duck and Winnie
1: the Pooh.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh
6: God! Oh, oh my arm! <sighs> Jesus, we're to get it together. I asked you to trust me. First sight of blood, you're crying like a schoolgirl for a dick. You
3: are such a pussy. But it, but yeah, it's it's him and Jim Cummings. Gets... Apparently, not a great guy, maybe.
0: No, but he swears so much in this. How could he be bad?
2: Hey, wait, are we, it and is the same Jim Cummings, neg-duck. right? Yeah. yeah,
4: right.
2: Yeah, he's also Negaduck Duck now. So wow. mm. that makes sense. Wait, what did Travis just say? He's Negaduck. Duck. We're gonna let him just get away with saying that. <laughs> first, he can, First yeah, off, yeah, he can say I'm it. Not, wow. I told you, I've never said that on your show, <laughs> guy.
3: But also, even if he did, he can say it. I can't say anything Come
0: about on. it. Mm. Uh. Jesus. All
1: right. we know You know the rules, Travis. If you say it, I get to say it all the time. Nope. Nope. Yeah, nope.
2: No, 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 no. no. It's not a real <laughs> that's, rule. That's
3: I've never agreed to that, and it will never happen. <laughs> I have it in writing. You were asleep. That's right. Uh, sorry, it's only when we listen to hip-hop, right, Teal? Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, Damn it. never. Damn it. it is not even never. With your windows That's rolled
2: up on a, on a stormy day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: there, there's never an opportunity okay. that will ever happen that you can. No,
0: not even if no. Sam Jackson tells you you can. You really can't no. do it. Then. You <laughs> yeah. especially shouldn't do <laughs> it. It's true. Maybe he's tricking you to say it, he probably is. He's testing you. Anyway.
6: Damn it, Kyle! What the hell happened to your focus? Quit toying with this guy! This is my bro Cody, a local hero. You don't fight anymore. Back in the day, he was the man. It's kind of a hard-ass, but he's always been there for me.
0: You gonna let this
6: no-good piece of trash play you like that?
2: Hell yeah, it's my least favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Final fights. <laughs> I fucking fights? hate this game <laughs> <laughs> so much. Oh, why do you hate it? Street wise, because it is the. I love Final Fight, is one of my favorite games Mm -hmm. ever. Me too. And man, is this game a fucking bugger. (laughs) 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 It's it's one of those
1: things where, like, this game killed it. It killed the series forever. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, might as well. I mean, Final Fight Revenge purportedly wasn't great, but we never got to try it over here. Yeah, the fighting game that was Saturn only and Japan only, even though it was American developed.
3: Yeah, I mean that's what I was going to say. Is this series only really lives on through fighting games. Like yeah. these are most of them are Street, street Fighter, fighter. Can, can yeah, you know.
0: yeah, yeah. But Final Fight Streetwise was such a weird game because, like, yes, it, it's it's the most emblematic of this trend. It's the grittiest. It's the most trying to be something like Grand Theft Auto, and it's part of this wave of like weird Japanese published games like Urban Rain and what, what was the other one. Um... Beat down fist of vengeance, which I think was also Capcom, mm. where it, it's just like, yeah, we're gonna take this this brawler formula that's very straightforward and make everybody like a miserable wino who fucking hates everything and just says shit all the time. Uh, is this
2: also like the bouncer? Like, doesn't the bouncer fall into that category? I, I feel
0: too? like I, again, the bouncer is more anime. Like, the bouncer was, was kind of. Uh, it's a very Square Enix Final Fantasy view of a criminal underworld. And it yeah. was it was a little bit more, you know, silly. It wasn't quite this trying to be gritty. But to Spanish speakers, brief content warning for homophobia before I play this next clip.
4: Hey, let's get that maricon. Yeah, he fucked up my bad. Vamos.
0: I mean, that's pretty much emblematic. You can't even of- <laughs> call them let's-go's anymore?
1: That's the only one I got.
0: <laughs> yeah, that That's most of the gameplay right there. It's uh, There's lots of wandering around, punching and kicking dudes. Uh, you, you wander around in the street. You pick up missions, side missions from random people. You try to uh, move the plot along so that you can meet familiar, beloved characters from the earlier games.
6: Keep your bullshit out of my neighborhood. Well, next time, I'll be the one sticking the ship between your ribs. Oh! You believe this guy used to be the mayor of Metro City? Back in the day, you did not mess he with was the man. city without messing with the man. It must have made him sick to see what a shithole this place has become. But I guess it's nothing he won't try to fix someday. With his fists.
0: Yep, that's famed politician Mike Hager threatening to shiv our protagonist between the ribs.
3: Where are you narrating
0: from, asshole? Like, seriously. <laughs> from inside a, a Guy Ritchie movie or possibly <laughs> Fight Club.
1: Yeah. No, more like from In Blood In Blood Out, <laughs> Found by Honor. Yes. A timeless HBO classic.
3: Miklos. Miklos. Mm. Yeah. Dude, I fucking love that movie growing up. <laughs> Vatos Locus. Uh, well, hell yeah.
0: Speaking of which, you, you get to spend a lot of your time interacting with the very stereotypical mob guy. <laughs>
6: Trump, I'm quick, Andori. I'm a busy man. <coughs> <laughs> you
4: still got it, Andori.
3: <laughs> you step on
1: the gabagool! <laughs> no, he said it more like Duckman. Yeah.
0: Andore, <laughs> I, 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 I always thought it was Andor for some reason, but I guess it is. You know, supposed to be Andre with an extra syllable.
2: Yeah, it's Andore Junior. Mm. Andore, yeah, yeah. But I mean, <sighs> Andore is still awful. speaking
0: third person.
2: <laughs> yeah, this game is just awful, and it doesn't, it doesn't celebrate Final Fight. Like I don't know who this game was for. I legitimately. Don't know why this was made. It, it's the most, it's the most sad I've ever been playing a video yeah, game. It's Just like actively like sad. That's
1: that's the thing I was saying earlier. They appease people like you to stop yelling for a new Final Fight, mm-hmm. and they tried to it, it reinvent a new new franchise for what they thought kids were, and were always wrong. Yeah, yeah, gamer gators. <laughs> this is who they thought you were. <laughs> um, but
0: yeah, the uh, it, but it did it did try to pay its respects to the. The previous games that uh, yeah you had uh, Hagger obviously and Andore and like the the main the main villain was uh, was it like Father Bella who turns out to be like Belger's brother so and and like he also has this uh, he's flooding the city with this drug called Glow which turns people into glowing eyed zombies it's,
4: it's
1: really revitalizes your some hair.
0: <laughs>
6: Up a fucking bus <laughs> when well, you got the glow <laughs>
2: got don't the glow. don't no, don't you dare don't, you dare to that yeah, song. don't,
6: don't drag yeah.
0: last dragon I guess. <laughs> who's the master um Ugh. and uh and guy also shows up as some sort of like white suited crime boss i guess
6: we must stop this drug or there will be nothing left of metro city worth saving hey I don't know if you looked out the window recently, guy, but Metro City's already a shithole, and I ain't here to save it.
0: So, common threads in Kyle's narration, this is a shithole, this guy used
3: to be the man. Wait, so Donald Trump did the voiceover for this game. Yeah, kind of. This place is a shithole.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, this, this Andorra guy is huge. <laughs> That's all I got I
1: got it. Ireland does a great job with its borders. That was just today. That was just today.
0: Oh man! All right, so yeah, that's that's been our top five. Our strange and depressing. I thought this would be more fun somehow,
1: but uh. no, it, it is. It's, it's, it it all it all makes me want to stream shit again mm. if I can somehow procure good copies of this. Mm.
0: We will
1: see. And, yeah, it, um, I, I I did hmm.
0: I did look at a bunch of games for this. I even looked at Russian Attack Expatriate, which nobody remembers. <laughs> I didn't know it existed,
3: and
2: I loved yeah. Russian
0: Attack. That's what's And, wild. like, that that got really bad reviews back in the day. I think, like, iJane gave it a 4.0 or something. And I played it, and it's just like, well, there's nothing really wrong with this. It's just, it's nothing like Russian Attack, except that you your main weapon is a knife. But it's, it's just kind of like a bland Metroidvania where you're taking out, like, Nazis in gas masks. Or I guess they're communists in gas masks. Because um, right. it's in Russia. Russian Attack.
3: Uh-huh. And it's
0: actually listed okay. twice on the Xbox uh, Game Store, if you fire up your 360, as Russian Attack Expatriate, the correct title with Rush apostrophe N, Attack. And then also just as Rush and Attack.
3: With A and D, like yeah, you it out.
0: and no subtitle. Like what? Why?
3: You're I like to the rush the attack
2: too, children. Please, I am surprised that um, I mean, this is a good game that was a uh, game in Japan and became Westernized. Uh, that the Metroid Prime trilogy wasn't on the list. It didn't. It
0: wasn't gritty,
2: it, but I mean, it was-
0: this that that is for a parallel list we may do at some point in the future with a series that were actually improved by Western developers, which <laughs> oh, the, the DMC it might also in be the, on.
1: the shitty gritty titty committee. <laughs> <Exactly>.
0: <laughs> well, oh, I
1: think that might be the <laughs> episode title. <laughs> oh,
0: that's another thing I forgot to mention. Golden Axe is full of like. Big titty corpses just sitting out in G-strings. like. Of course they are. Yeah, There's nothing
2: sexier than necrophilia. Yeah, n- nothing, nothing grosser
0: than like, oh, this barbarian's eating something. Oh, it's a topless woman's body. There's another one hanging from the tree. Yes, this is very mid-2000s. Mm-hmm.
1: Great. You're, what were women
2: complaining about uh, again? Yeah, I can't imagine. I'm about to say, it's like, it almost like we needed to have somebody say, hey, this is kind of gross.
0: Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> and then be flooded with death threats. That sounds like some weird like work around to an ESRB regulation, like, well, is it technically nudity in our game if they're dead? Mm-hmm. And then some of the ESRB is like, I guess we never thought of that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Are you saying you walk into a mortuary? It's all porn. Taste is missed. <laughs> You've mm. given us food for thought. today.
2: <laughs> Somewhere Jack Thompson is rolling around in his
1: grave.
0: Uh-huh. He's digging uh-huh. it. I one thing, then a
2: young redditor came in with a sick post and changed my mind.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, Jesus. All right. <laughs> so that's been our, our awful, horrible, what, what, what did you call it? The dirty, gritty... <laughs> the shitty, <sheedy>, gritty, titty <laughs> shitty, gritty, titty committee. Thank you. <laughs> that's uh, been our top five we're going to take a little break and when we come back we're going to talk about a shit ton of new releases some news some other stuff so stay tuned and a
4: story, a, a now
5: Is the world of today getting you down? Well, then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies, TV, games, and more—30, 20, and 10 years ago? This very week, with our show, 30, 20, 10. Here's a clip from 1999. (laughs) April twenty third. Yes,
4: global holiday.
5: Global holiday holiday for technically the thirtieth
1: anniversary of a little show called Baywatch, but Mm -hmm. in the form of a TV movie.
3: Right, is a pilot TV movie. So they (laughs) knew they were starting out with a bang,
1: (laughs) with such a Sharknado title. David Hasselhoff, Parker Stevenson, Panic at Malibu Pier, Sunday. Wow. Yeah. I didn't say the Baywatch part of it, but it's in the logo. Yeah. That's so strange, and that would go on to be probably one of the oddest global phenomenons I've ever lived through. Yeah. I understand boy bands and action movies, but the whole world loving Baywatch is very strange.
3: I mean, I think it makes sense because it is yeah. so quintessentially American.
5: And so, 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 some people it's like California, like
1: Star Trek. Like, ooh, look at this awesome pier! It's beautiful oh, yeah. beach,
5: and it's yeah, it's muscles. And I wonder tits what the police look like. Beaches, <laughs> yeah,
3: like why wouldn't Hot. the lifeguards be the hottest people yeah. in the world?
1: No, everyone's knees is visible. It's strange. I We're love fighting it. Fighting beach based crime.
3: Let's go back to those shorty little swimsuits for men. No, oh. no, thank you. Yes, Mm-mm. above the knee. Or it's not for me. Mm-mm,
1: I don't want anybody to see my lost tattoos. <laughs>
3: Do you mean they are about the TV show Lost or they are lost under your body Yeah, hair? so,
1: no, it's no, it's all from
5: the J.J. Abrams Lost. I got the Smoke Monster, Walt Polar Bears, a bunch of stuff I didn't get dissolved. Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on LasertimePodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Live for-
0: and welcome back to our third and final segment Or, let me do that again And welcome back to our final segment Where we will waste no time stopping and starting Wait, let me do that again and Michael, welcome we back don't have time! Fun- <laughs> we don't have time this week! There's too much! <laughs> Bravo! Fair enough These
4: are the releases, they are
3: Holy shit, you guys played Outer Wilds or what? Games industry, have you lost your goddamn mind? How many new releases do we have to have right before E3? Yeah, it's been crazy. Yes, I did play Outer Wilds uh, because I heard people talking about it because this game
4: came out of
0: nowhere. And I, I only heard about it because you told me about it. I'm like, what's that? I've never heard of that. And I got it and it's amazing. And then I started talking to people at work about it and they're like,
3: what's that? I've never heard of it. Quick, quick aside. I bought it on PC mm-hmm. as part of the Epic Game Sale. It was it was you know ten bucks off the game or whatever,
4: Free, baby. and
3: and it wouldn't run uh, properly on my laptop. And so Michael, think I want to thank you. You suggested well, try to get a refund if you haven't been able to play it because I literally tried to play yeah. ten minutes and it so was just yeah the Xbox frame was Impasse. the frame rate was awful. I couldn't I couldn't do anything. And I will say to Epic's credit, I initiated the return. Uh, it took a little bit of time to find where to do that, like where where you do the contact form. But within a day, I got my full refund back. So uh, that is a fairly painless process, I will just say. Yeah.
2: So how is this Obsidian RPG? Uh, this I'm is not the it. Obsidian no. RPG. No no no, yeah. no, 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 no.
3: This
0: is a a game that is very hard to talk about. Not because there are not things to talk about or that it's difficult to talk about. It's hard to talk about because... Anything I say could be a massive spoiler that will ruin something you will discover in this very amazing game.
3: Yeah. I and, would. yeah. Because what this game is, yeah. it's all about, is discovery. Yeah. Like, it's actually yeah. really yeah. good if you so, go in knowing nothing
1: yeah. about this game. Yeah. I mean, right? I i will yeah, say. You some... should only know you're your group of. You're your an alien, mm-hmm. uh, resident of <laughs> a rustic pre Civil War blue four eyed alien group yeah. whose yes.
3: job it is to explore other planets. Yeah, they're more like. <sighs> They, they feel more like miners than astronauts. Yeah. Or,
0: or just yeah. like, you know, basic pioneer explorers. So they, they like live in log cabins on this forest planet. In a, it, like their entire civilization is one village in a crater, but they have somehow mastered space travel. Yes and their their whole solar system is roughly thirty kilometers across, mm-hmm. so uh, you will blast off from this planet within seconds you will be in zero g uh, vacuum and then you can see planets around you. And you can just go like, I'm going to go explore that one. And it's like this physics-based thing where you're sort of like trying to control your ship's uh, shitty mobility and uh, its thrusters and uh, match speed with these planets and then land on them without completely destroying everything.
3: Or if you're like me and you don't know there's an autopilot, you're going to try to do that manually and completely destroy your ship. And then next time you fly, out, you go, oh, there's a button there and it will do most of the work for me.
4: Mm
3: -hmm. I mean, that's what I love about this game. Now, tell me if you felt this way as well, Michael. It feels like early PC games to me, in that it's all about discovery, and it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't tell you anything. And even like just the way the story kind of unfolds and and how you have to play around and really experiment and to learn the controls and mm-hmm. to learn what you're doing, like that is very much like early like PC kind of adventure game even stuff.
1: Yeah, you know the the mechanic in the game is to point at the sky and look for music
0: right yeah, yeah you you do have a tool that can pinpoint uh if you if you point it at a planet there is a member of your species on each of the planets yeah. and each one has an instrument and yeah you point it at, at a planet and you can hear like oh this guy has a banjo I know where he is or this one has a harmonica even and I can hear him playing even though he's supposed to have been lost for years and nobody knows where he is um, so you know finding him is is one of the the mysteries early on and uh one big thing about this game and I, I, th- I feel like this was a bit of a, a, a revelation to me when I found out but also people have been saying this up front for a while Yes, is that you are, your whole solar system is in a time loop this is a Groundhog Day game where mm. every 22 minutes something big happens and everything basically resets And you will find yourself back in the same place that you started in with all your memories intact. And you seem to be like one of only one or two people who understand this. And so then you but you go out with like the full knowledge. And if you if you go out with this idea of like this is on a finite timer and you look at some of the planets, you might notice that like, oh, this thing changes over the course of this time loop like this. One planet, uh, chunks might fall away from it and it might uh, open up new pathways that weren't there before or this one planet is actually doing something that affects this other one near it and they will change over the course of this thing. And it's it's just, there's so much to discover. You will find out, like, you'll you'll be confronted with these things that you have no idea how to get past and then you'll be looking at something else and you'll just stumble over the solution that's, like, left by these... Precursor aliens that have left ruins all over the place. Mm-hmm. So they'll discover, like, okay, there's a secret to how to do this. And yeah,
3: I just, I really hesitate. Yeah. I don't want to say anymore because I don't want to yeah. spoil it for people. But it is a game. It is all about discovery, and and it's worth checking out. And. The other thing I think, Chris, you were saying I earlier, loved it. God it's, damn it. it's part I of Game that. Pass. And mm-hmm. so if you're a Game Pass subscriber, it's there for you for quote-unquote free. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's It's definitely worth checking out. And we don't want to spoil much more, but no. a really, really pleasant surprise.
0: I've probably already said way too much. You
3: have. Damn <laughs> you. Uh, I've tried to
0: keep it vague, but another, it's so
3: cool. Another game on our list, oddly enough, yes. is also Space Game yeah. and is in large part about Discovery. Also on Game Pass. Also on Game Pass is Void Bastard. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is, that's the game, I forget where Microsoft debuted it, but it basically looks like a comic book first-person shooter. Like a little bit like like that game 13. 13. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. It kind of, the
0: the art style kind of reminds me of like, it, it would be, sit comfortably somewhere between like 2000 AD and Tank Girl. And that it's like this very stark evocative, like... it it, it feels very British sci-fi, even though this is an Australian developer that did it. Yeah. Um, but the, the concept of void bastards is that you are a prisoner on a ship that has become derelict. And so in order to get your ship running again, you are sent out by the ship's AI to scavenge other ships that are derelict in this space sargasso and try to get supplies. And, um, and every one of these ships, basically, the, all the crew and passengers have mutated into, like, horrible monsters. And so you you go into them, like, with a pistol, and uh, you can shoot your way through, you can scavenge supplies, and everything is like, all right, you need to get to this specific ship. It's five jumps away. You will have to stop at some of these ships for supplies, which means fighting monsters, or you can just jet right past them. That's fine, too.
3: Yeah, and it's it's... It's not really a shooter, though. Like, this is not a run-and-gun shooting game as much as it's about trying to solve and figure out little puzzles yeah. of how to get from to, from room to room and mm-hmm. from ship well, to ship.
0: it's also stealth and resource, resource yeah. management in yeah. that,
3: like, you will have, like, a handful of
0: bullets. Right. And you'll have to care be careful with them. And uh... Yeah.
3: And the other thing we haven't said is it's very funny. It's got mm. a really unique... It's it's very Stanley Parable, is what it reminded me of. Like, a yeah. sense of humor.
0: Yeah, with that, it, it might be... It's a, it's a very similar-sounding narrator.
3: The narrator might be... The, yeah, the it might AI be is, yeah, yeah, very... Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, the narrator is basically the ship AI. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very much like... If you kind of like the humor in Fable games a little bit. Like, I know it's mm-hmm. Australian, not British, but it kind of has that little... Yeah,
0: it's a definite British sci-fi humor bent.
3: Yeah, right. It's yeah, very, almost...
0: very dark, but sort of like, oh, this is very cheery. Let's all yeah, I, I put got on a... our
3: best brave face. I got a very Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy feel for mm-hmm. this game.
0: Yeah, and it's a roguelike. The game expects you to die repeatedly. Every yeah. prisoner that dies will get replaced with a new prisoner, which... Sort of like, um, what was that multi-generational Metroidvania roguelike?
2: Oh, you're talking about uh, Rogue Legacy.
0: Yes, thank you. Lived, I repeat. But like every yep. every new uh, prisoner has like some sort of buff or defect. Like one guy might be too short, which makes him puny, but also uh, makes him able to sneak around better. Or another one might have a smoker's cough that will alert enemies to your presence, and and you can find like genetic upgrade booths that will fix these things. But uh, and, and because it's like everything's very corporate, everything costs a bunch of money to do, whether it's like unlocking doors or getting new supplies, whatever Yeah. but yeah, it's fun um, Trover Saves the Universe uh, came to PS4, I played the crap out of it, I finished it, it is very silly and uh, pretty funny, and if you've played like what was the uh, Rescue Bot VR mission Astro- Astro- Bot Astro- Rescue Astrobot Bot Rescue Mission Rescue, Astro-Bot, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, You had all the words. It's just in the the wrong order. Yeah, (laughs) Um, It's a little bit like that in that you're actually controlling two characters. Mm. One of whom is an alien who's just... His entire species main trait is that they're always sitting in a chair. They never get up. It's not that uh, they're uh, disabled or anything. They just don't feel like leaving their chairs ever. Goals. uh, Hashtag goals. And they all have controllers. And you are using your controller to control Trover, who's this uh, purple eye monster uh who he he has just empty eye sockets and he stuffs power babies in there and okay. uh, I, we should mention trover saves the universe created by justin roiland
2: yeah i'm about to some justin roiland ass like shit uh, oh it is ridiculous. it is
0: so so justin roiland because most of the characters are voiced by him and most of the dialogue is just it seems to be like somewhere between like I can't tell if you're trying to fill space or you're trying to just troll people who are listening to this because it's just has that sort of, uh, improv uh, ad lib style that he's known for. And it just sort of rambles on and on and on. And, uh, man, let me, you're,
2: you're just saying that man.
0: Yeah. Let me tell you about, uh, my underwear right now. It's, uh, it's really riding up on me and,
2: uh, Oh geez, Michael, I just <coughs> wish uh, we could just kind of, uh, I don't know, find a game that's kind of funny. Who, who knows? Yeah and, and all the
0: um, like the main villain is this giant creepy penguin that like steals your dogs and stuff them stuffs them in his eye sockets what and the all hell? the enemies are like little clones of him that are like trover sized and they all sound like Rick uh, from Rick and Morty and is like oh, you fucking piece of shit oh, i'm going to fucking kill you oh you you killed my friend he he, he my lover i love that guy you <laughs> killed him you're a murderer that's of that
3: kind of humor. But how, how uh, long you said you finished it? How long was it? Uh,
0: maybe 5 or 6 hours.
2: Okay. I think that that would probably be my that could be my tap out point. 5 yeah. or 6 hours is like fine. Like
0: 15 20
1: bucks. 15 20. Like it's P- PSVR. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. I forget the exact
2: price. Is it on the other VR
0: platforms? I don't know. No,
1: no I think Sony made a big deal at, at E3 that it was at least yeah. a time expensive. They
3: exclusive have they have a months. bundle for this game. <laughs> like it's part of wow. a bundle. Oh yeah. wow.
0: But yeah, it, it is it is fun. It is well written and clever and funny. Um but if you are predisposed to not like Justin Roiland, uh, you yeah. know your mileage may
3: vary. I, I like Justin Roiland when he's with Harmon, with Dan Harmon. Yeah. You know it's Rick, Rick and Morty, whatever. But uh, it's fine. But yeah, to him by himself, yeah, he, he kind of needs someone to to uh, settle him, him down. Yeah, ring, ring yeah, exactly, rein him in a bit. So. Mm-hmm. Like I
2: said it's fine if I'm just getting Justin Roiland for like five hours. I could. I can handle that. I can handle most like, acts for like five hours. Like, When you're like, oh, this is a 10-hour game, and for, I don't know how long. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Did you play his so. previous
3: game, like Accounting Plus, Michael? Did yes. You it? So how, and, how does this stack up
4: against oh, the like
0: Well, that? this is a game. Uh, Accounting Plus <laughs> is more like a <laughs> VR simulation where it's, it's just like, here's a series of puzzle rooms where you're supposed to try and figure out how to move on to the next thing, and it's really hard to not do that, so it's really just about... Appreciating the joke and put pushing and pulling and all the little bits and bobs around the level and just having fun with the experience. Um, where, whereas this is like, oh no, this is a real platformer and it feels pretty good to control Trover and hit things with a lightsaber and uh, to to explore and find all these hidden green power babies that are fucking everywhere. And
3: <laughs> well, what is the yeah? Is there a mechanic tied to the power babies in his eyes? Does that do anything? Yeah, for so you? well.
0: Two things. The power baby's in his eyes. He's got a a red one and an initially blue one. And uh, the red one is, like, his health and the the other one is his abilities. And you'll get new ones that give him new abilities. He will learn new moves over the course of the game uh, that let him, like, double jump or roll or or stuff like that. Um, And there will be some really annoying characters who just get in your face constantly and chatter away. Like, ah, Mr. Pop-Up, I'm going to teach you this skill, but um, you should get rid of that guy. I, I think that purple guy's got it in for you. You should probably murder him later. Just take, you know, we can do it together. Just sh- 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 here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> um, just stuff like that. <laughs> All right. I'm intrigued. Yeah. No, it, it is fun. It is fun. Cool. I might be short selling it, but a uh, bunch of other stuff came out. American Fugitive. Yeah, this um, looks
3: like. Old-school GTA, yeah, like GTA 1 and 2. It
0: feels a lot like Chinatown Wars, if you ever
3: played Well, because mm. the development team is made up of Chinatown Wars devs. Is it? Yeah, th- that's in their trailer. It's. I think their trailer was like, what if you took and they listed all the games these guys have worked on? They've all been great games. But mm. yeah, that first one up there is Chinatown Wars.
0: Yeah, I think the studio has only done, like, um, mobile games before this.
2: Uh, Chinatown Wars was good stuff. Yeah. I'm intrigued.
0: So this, this does sort of feel like... Um, like a rural Grand Theft Auto, like you, you're this uh, petty thief who gets framed for his own dad's murder and escapes from prison, and then like, hey, you need to do favors for criminals so you can unravel this conspiracy and try to figure out who uh, who framed you. And I mean it, it's fun. Uh, you know, the, it's, action's pretty responsive. It's fun to jack cars and and uh, roar around and evade the cops and. There are certain little things that clue you into, like, oh yeah, this is definitely a UK publisher. Like, that the uh, the backwoods junkyard dealer, who's like your first contact, who gives you missions, says things like, oh, I've not seen that, and uh no, no, he'd say, I ain't seen that. Ah, come on, get your lingo straight,
3: damn straight. Okay. So here's the list of games these guys have worked on. Uh, so GTA Chinatown Wars, mm-hmm. uh, Dukes of Hazard. Ah. sure, why not? It
0: feels a bit Dukes of Hazardy. It's like,
3: yeah, and here's is... one that's intriguing to me: Time Splitters. So so it's Ooh. all these ex devs of these games and you put them all together and you get American Fugitive. Yeah,
4: mm.
3: I mean, yeah. It, this one came out of nowhere for me as well. I it didn't. This was not on my radar yeah. at all.
4: I
0: mean, I, I'm a few missions into it, so not very far, but uh, it's it's been pretty fun so far. And uh, you know, cool twin stick shooter mechanics. It works. Cool. So, what
3: about uh, the Ga- robot cat? Gato
0: Roboto.
6: No, the robot cat. Oh, okay.
3: This is America, Michael. We speak English. Uh, Gato Roboto is. Well, it's it's a
0: black and white Metroidvania that came out for Switch and PC, featuring a robotic cat. Featuring a robotic cat, a, a Meowtroidvania to to buy into their marketing. <sighs> oh, yeah. I hate it. I will allow I it, it. Um, y- that you are uh, you're a cat who goes on a space mission with a captain, and the captain is incapacitated, and so you have to do the missions as the ship's cat. And uh, instead of just fucking off and doing your own thing, you uh, valiantly go and uh, you find a thing that generates a robot suit that you then use to run around and shoot at things with missiles and laser blasts. And uh, the first boss that you fight is a mouse who has a uh, also has like some sort of mech suit contraption. And it's, it's fun. It feels like, like old school Metroid. The, the main difference from the beginning is that instead of Samus in a, uh, in power armor, looking for the, uh, the morph ball, your first thing is being a Morph Ball and looking for the power armor. So, yeah, you're, you're basically a Morph Ball as a cat. and You can get out of the mm. suit and jump around
3: and climb on things. Very nice. Yeah, sure. Um, There's also a couple big DLC releases that came out this week.
0: Yeah, so um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey got Torment of Hades, the second episode In its fate, the fate of Atlantis, uh, story, post launch story arc. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I played through it. It's really substantial. It's really fun. Uh, the first episode, for those of you who played it, it adds like this big new Greek mythology heaven, basically, Fields of Elysium, which is a part of the underworld that's set aside for the virtuous and the brave. And this one takes you out of that and into. The Underworld, which is this uh, sandblasted literal hell that's filled with, like, giant snake bones and uh, people that you hated who have come back to, to try and exact vengeance, and uh, you have to you have to put them down again. Send them back to Tartaros.
3: All those cult members.
4: Yeah. Those
0: damn cult members. You know, cult members and thugs that you fought, like the just random, uh, you know, local strongmen and things like that. And, uh
3: that's one of my favorite yeah. parts about AC Odyssey yeah. is they they didn't shy away from the mythology at all like they no. don't really even no. bother they, they really lean it into at it at one point it's just like oh yeah. I mean it, it, at first so I guess spoilers for AC a little bit like they refer to like guys as Cyclopses and for the beginning of the game it's almost always just a dude who's like missing an eye or with an mm-hmm. eye patch and then eventually you come across your first Cyclops like you'll start to explore yeah, the world a real and, Cyclops. like a real one and you're like Wait, wait, what? You weren't supposed to actually yeah. have these. Yeah. And you fight oh, yeah. a real Minotaur. And you're like, what? what?
2: Where uh, is this coming from? You actually do the labyrinth. And then, you know, you run into the Minotaur. Yeah, I don't right. know. Like, this game, it also seems like the DLC was significant as well. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 been been running,
3: like, it's been running a half a year? What, more than half a year. I <laughs> yeah, guess, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh,
0: and, yeah, this this one is really great. I've, I've played through it. And uh, it is, and I'm not just saying that as full disclosure, a full-time employee of Ubisoft. And a huge fan of Assassin's Creed, but i i did uh, I did really enjoy this expansion.
3: You don't have to apologize because I'm also a huge Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. fan. Granted, a former Ubisoft employee, mm-hmm. so even if you weren't hyping it up, I I love these games, so I would. Yeah. Be
0: I about
2: it. am not a huge Assassin's Creed fan, and I really love Odyssey. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil too much about what the conceit here is, except that the fields of Elysium and the underworld are simulations of. These things that are are there to help you uh, learn how to effectively use a certain item that you Mm -hmm. get. So there's like four layers of simulation here, I think. So there's there's you, the player playing as uh, the character Leila Hassan, who's experiencing a simulation of the life of Alexios or Cassandra, who's then also experiencing a simulation of the Greek afterlife.
3: Michael, I've been trying to get out of Inception for mm-hmm. almost ten years now. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do, keep, do this to me, please.
0: Don't please. be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. God damn it.
3: <laughs> Is the top still spinning, Michael?
0: It's still spinning. Oh, beautiful. If those, those fucking metal top ads are any indication, it's still around.
3: <sighs> hey, guys, guess what? Guess who's back on his bullshit, or will be?
0: I'm guessing uh, Matt.
3: Uh, with Destiny 2. Hmm. Because the Season of Opulence has just kicked off, and mm-hmm. I'm very excited to play it. So, the Season of Opulence, um, is it's technically available for everyone, even if you don't have the Season Pass. There's certain things you can experience, uh, such as some of the rewards. But if you do have the Season Pass, there's all kinds of fun stuff. And, and basically what it is... The Emperor Calus or Calus, uh, who was the kind of the first raid boss guy. Emperor
0: Calus. Yes,
3: uh, he, he. Season of Opulence. He has issued a challenge, the the Chalice of Opulence, which basically is a way. And this is kind of cool. You get to sort of pick what loot you want to obtain and grind for, versus just having it be complete RNG. And RNG. so. Random number generator. Okay. Um, I didn't actually want to know. (laughs) And so that that as a a regular Destiny player is awesome. It's finally, it's like, okay, I don't just have to randomly get drops. You know, I get to sort of steer what I get. So when you challenge, you're going to be beating this thing called the Menagerie, and that is a, a new six-player match-made activity, um, and you're going to use the chalice to create an offering of ruins in exchange for specific weapons and armor you seek. So that is kind of the, the big new piece of content and mode that comes along with the Season of Opulence, and of course, there's all kinds of, like super high tier, you know, exotic weapons and stuff you can grind for. Um, So all of this has kicked off earlier this week. So if you, like me, have fallen off Destiny 2 lately, there's never been a better time to go back. Uh, And we just might have some Destiny news in the news segment there, Michael.
0: Oh, is that queuing me up to hit the button? I'm just stalling for time. Hang on, sorry. God
4: damn it!
3: News. Hey fellas, what happens when several major publishers pull out of E3? Mm, uh, the
2: show should be canceled.
3: The aristocrats, uh, an entire month's <laughs> worth of news, all kind of gets spread out throughout <laughs> June, and so this week, damn it, Mr. Christ, god goddamn it, I just got <laughs> the
0: third uh, and best joke. <laughs>
3: So yeah, there's a lot of news, uh, so buckle up, buckaroos. Uh, and we're going to lead with some of the biggest news for Pokemon fans and the reason TL wanted to be on this week's show. So TL,
2: what the fuck got revealed in that Nintendo Direct? Okay, are we going Direct first? We can go Direct first. Uh, we'll talk about press conference later. So on Wednesday, they had the uh, Nintendo Direct about Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield, Uh, What we saw was a little bit more of the gallows region, so we saw a couple of new Pokemon, including a brand new sheep, which is called Woolly Hoo. I thought it was Wooloo. 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 It's it's like a sheep with braids. It is a sheep with front braids. I'm sorry, I have it it up.
0: Wooloo! It doesn't like conflict, it rolls away! (laughs)
2: Uh, We have a big crow, which is called Corviknight, and it looks really awesome.
3: Saw him in Dumbo. Uh,
2: Nope, that's a different crow. (laughs) It's a raven. It's more of a raven. How
3: dare
2: you. You Uh, asshole.
3: It wasn't me. I didn't fucking make that movie. (laughs) Yes, you
0: did. You went back in time to the 40s just to make
3: it.
2: (laughs) Chris, get my back here. I'm talking about Disney shit. Jump (laughs) in. I'm very very upset that that, those crows are not back in the new movie. But anyway, um, there's (laughs) there's Dreadnought, which is a giant water rock turtle. Um, oh yeah! There's just like a lot of new Pokemon that they added. Rock turtle. <laughs> uh, there's there's so there's two really new big things that they added to it, okay. and that was uh, first that the game is taking a lot of elements from Pokemon Go and Pokemon Let's Go. Uh huh. So the original gameplay that everyone saw is um, you still do the battles when you go into Tall Grass. You know, it still does, like, the random battles, except when you're going in between cities, and there is, like, these different wild areas, and the Pokemon are now roaming freely on the screen, and that's how you'll interact with the Pokemon. Wow. So, these, these actually, it changes from day to day, and it changes the weather, and this looks like where they will implement some of the older Pokemon into the game, because in the trailer, it was shown a lot, I think it showed a Butterfree... Um, there was a ride on that was walking through like a desert area, so that is what's really cool. And then the other thing is another thing I was kind of taking from that, which is the – hold on as I pull the thing. I, I got it here, uh, Teal. I know the name yeah, of the it. You the name? Yeah. Dino Max! The Dynomax! The Dynamax mode. Come uh, on. Come on. Which Nothing? base? Yeah, nope, no. Um, JJ from
3: Good Times. I I know
2: I know what that show is. I do. <laughs> time about it. God damn it, you guys. <laughs> um, but no. So the Dynamax mode, which basically it takes a lot. One of the things that was really cool about Pokemon Go this, well, I think last year's when it was started was the raids, like the big yes, boss yes. raids and everything like that, and it's. This is the implementation, implementation that they were talking about creating you know, with Pokemon, and when you're in these big areas, you can run into these Dynamax Pokemon, and you can treat it like a raid, where four of your friends, you guys go, and you'll fight the Pokemon, and then one of you will be able to use your Pokemon in a Dynamax mode, and then catch, let's say, Dynamax Pokemon, um, and it also looks like this is going to be the big battle gimmick, so... Uh, previous years, you've had, like, you know, the, the totem attacks from Sun and Moon, and then before that, you had the big evolution. So this was, like, this is the big gimmick for this year, where this will also implement into your gym battles and everything like that. Mm. I don't know, this game looks really cool, and then they, they announced the two starters, and it, they're two dogs. One has a sword in his mouth, and the other one has a shield face, and I love them both so much. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, Cat Bailey from US Gamer she put it perfectly. This game really does feel like the first Pokemon game with this big of a console, like because it's a console game, but it has actually that console scale to it. Yeah. So I'm very very interested to see where else this goes. I think this this might be the best Pokemon game. Oh really? Um, just like what it what it is promising. And then after seeing, I'm not sure if you guys seen Detective Pikachu, uh, but of course I did. Um, I love that did. movie. But making Pokemon kind of feel like this big event, I thought was really cool. Like, one of the things I don't think a lot of people talked about in the trailer was your gym battles are now, like, broadcast over the television waves. Like, it's, it really feels like a big event, and they're showing, they're showing one of the gym battles, and it's a complete, like, football stadium, uh, soccer for us Americans, um, of people just cheering – you know, the Pokemon battle. And I think that's a really cool aspect. And like, it makes the world feel a lot more alive and those gyms feel a lot more alive than just going into a gym and it's just like a one-on-one, almost like dogfighting thing. Mm-hmm. Like, this actually now feels like a sport. I don't know. It's it's very interesting. I really can't wait to see more of this game. Yeah.
3: So you're saying that they, when you roam the world you can avoid Pokemon, sort of, sort of like Dragon Quest XI did, or didn't Let's Go do that, where you didn't... It wasn't random battles, like you did see them out in the world, or...
2: Yeah, and it, it, yeah. just like in Let's Go, where you could see them in those areas, where in those big, expansive areas, where it's kind of like the free roaming areas, yeah. you can see them, so you can... You're not... It's not a random battle anymore.
3: Love that. Yeah, I, that's... <laughs> I just, every time I try to play a Pokemon game and they have the random battles, I'm like, really? Haven't we gotten past this? Mm. Uh, and then the one thing you did forget to mention, TL, they
2: confirmed this is coming November 15th. It uh, is coming November 15th. November I have...
3: 15th's going to be a busy day.
2: Yeah, I have pre ordered that game. Uh, I have to. I, right. I have to. You're
3: this. obligated. Yeah. Um, so, in related Pokemon news, my Pokemon <laughs> runs deep. So deep, so deep, it puts that ass to sleep. TL, what the
2: hell is Pokemon Sleep? There was a press conference last week uh, where the Pokemon company announced a lot of stuff. uh, A Detective Pikachu sequel for Switch um, and uh, Pokemon Bank, which will kind of connect all the different Pokemon things like Sun and Moon, Let's Go, and now Sword and Shield. But the thing that the internet couldn't get enough of was Pokemon Sleep, which seems like this is... I'm not sure. Is this? Did they officially say it was uh, Niantic's? Like they're working with Pokemon for this new sleep app?
3: I don't know. I don't know who the dev is, but this is an i. This is a mobile app, right?
2: It is a mobile app where you go to sleep and train your Pokemon while you're going to sleep. And this is the most Black Mirror Big Brother thing uh, that I've ever been afraid of it's in my life.
0: Not enough for all your waking hours to be absorbed in Pokemon. Pokemon right.
4: needs
2: your sleep time as well. here's the fucked up thing there are pokemon that prey on you when you go to sleep like that's literally what a hypno a hypno puts you to sleep to eat your dreams like to literally eat your dreams (laughs) this is this is literally if you're telling me if you're saying a sinister pokemon created this i'd be like i i believe it so this is all this is all the worse.
3: Yeah, I mean there's the, the, I think the iPhone has some stuff built in where it can help do with sleep monitoring and all this stuff mm-hmm. so it just seems like it's gam- gamifying some of that um, but yeah, yeah I, I hope
0: I, it works with my Fitbit
3: <laughs> Well that's yeah I don't I don't know how they're going to monitor your sleep I don't know if there's an attachment or anything like that or if it's just listening in uh, constantly it listening It comes
0: with two electrodes and a drill <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I
2: don't know. It's Your it's really weird. You
6: put it together.
2: <laughs> it's really weird, but I mean, this is like all that weird shit that Nintendo was trying to do. It almost seems like Pokeball Company was like, "Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, you guys wanted a, a Wee Walker. Well, what if we put it in a Pokeball? and We call it a, <laughs> a like Pokeball Walker. Freaks,
0: man. We're freaks. We make Tambo the badass elephant. We don't give a shit.
4: Woo!
2: Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, all the Pokemon. But, I mean, so I'm actually really glad they did all this Pokemon stuff now. Uh, because now, when we get to E3, we don't have to dedicate any time to Pokemon, which is really great. It'll, it'll be there's... all
3: Animal Crossing all the time, and I am here for it, baby.
2: Yep. I can't wait to. To grab weeds for Tom Nook and give him money <sighs> yeah, Tom because that game, that oh,
3: I
0: can't believe all this,
2: game.
3: all this news is happening before E3. It, this is ridiculous. Yeah, and that's this isn't even leaked stuff. So yeah. the first news item, this is our first leak, possible leak, uh, Fable 4 Ooh. may have leaked ahead of E3. So this is the one that's being worked on by Playground Games because, okay. of course, Lion's Head. Is it Lion's Head?
0: Yes, it was Lion's Head. It was Head. Lion's Head.
3: They're, they're no more. So Playground Games are the developers of Forza Horizon are developing this um, for Microsoft. And the premise is that Albion and Aurora have been completely destroyed after the Mad King rebuilt the Spire and had an asteroid crash into the planet. And now you're trying to rebuild, but also uh, an as- another asteroid's on the way. So you got to save the world somehow. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I think it involves a little bit of time travel so or something.
0: post-apocalyptic. They somehow invent automobiles
3: and gasoline, yeah. and uh, you know, there's been too much violence, just walk away. <laughs> Mad Max, got yeah, it, yeah. got it. Well, we were talking, speaking of Mad Max, uh, about British-Australian sense of humor stuff. A big hallmark of the Fable series was always that kind of British sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, who knows how much of that will be in here, if it will be the same Fable Um, But it's been a long time since the Fable game, so I'm ready for another one. I don't know about you guys. Sure. So in anticipation of the show, Microsoft sort of teased something that I feel like they're going to expand on uh, at the show itself. But Phil Spencer was out there, um, and there was sort of a blog post that basically uh, Xbox was laying out their approach to PC gaming. And part of, of that post was saying that... They are expanding Game Pass to PC now. So, it's fucking nuts. Uh, it's something we all kind of were like, this, they should do this. Now, here's what remains to be seen. We don't know if it will be the same subscription as the Xbox Game Pass or if it's a separate deal. But most people, the wording they used is specifically the same to, price. Yeah. But they
1: were, they were, the wording they used, like, we're going to tailor exclusively to the PC market means we're going to get what games we can for this platform.
3: Right. And, so, yeah, most people are thinking it's going to be a separate fee. Uh, kind of and that's how EA Origin access works is is your subscription doesn't carry over from PC to console you you have to have both if you want to play in both places so that's right. that precedent has sort of already been set there but i think if Microsoft really wanted to make a big splash at E3 and kind of have a follow-up news story they would say it's all included and it's all the same same subscription
2: that would be cool I don't know, they've 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 made a really strong push at doing more PC stuff like also making their games available to be played on Win32. Yes, so that, was that was part of this announcement. That was part of our
3: approach to PC gaming. And so what comes along with that is they're kind of unjailbreaking their games from the Windows Store. And the news was already out there. The Master Chief Collection was coming to Steam. But they basically said, like, all of their Microsoft games they were putting out there on Steam. And they were looking into other platforms, meaning things like the Epic Store, maybe GOG maybe you know Humble. There's other stores out there other than Steam. So Microsoft now is just kind of taking a more open approach and they... I think Phil Spencer's been echoing this for a few years. He just wants as many people as possible to play their games and so mm-hmm. this, this sounds like a really good step in that direction. Might want to get them off the Xbox then. Zing! Well, that's <laughs> oh, the thing. Damn. That's what they're doing, right? They're basically saying, hey, a lot of people have PCs, so let's just let those
2: people play this stuff on PC. Is this a move... To do battle with Google, like I don't think they, I, I don't think they, I don't think they care about the console space. I don't think they've cared about the console space for a while. But I think that, I think that this is a move so that they could take on Stadia, right? Like this would be the well, only they, to be the only thing that would be, make sense.
3: I think they did say there was going to be some extreme announcements at E3, and so we'll know more after that because that's that's the big competitor to Stadia. That would
1: all make sense. Every one of their moves the last two years that they're abandoning what we know as the regular console and no, not just the digital one. I don't think they're going to,
3: I don't think they're going to completely abandon it. I, th- I think they're just taking a more, open I think only approach. because people like
1: us would complain like it, Sony. That's another news item. Sony's using Microsoft's technology to stream games to its yeah. PS Five. We talked
3: about that a few mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. Sorry. For, yeah. For me, it's this is. I think their approach will be more. I think there will be another Xbox piece of hardware. At least one more console generation. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure
1: yeah. there will be. But like, if it's if it's totally integrated in every device you own, possibly even the Switch and the PC. Yeah. Like uh, that's an interesting way to get people into your ecosystem—a bunch right. of cheap fucking games. Well, I think I
3: think what they are eventually trying to get toward, what it feels like they're trying to get toward, is all you're going to have to do is maybe buy the game in one spot, and you will be able. Basically, the Xbox and PC will be a seamless experience where you should be able to go back and forth between mm-hmm. the two. And Extreme might be the thing that sort of facilitates that.
1: And I would totally trade
3: ever owning a physical game again. and I'm not kidding for that, for that reality. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I know there's I know there's people who. I mean, we we put we put it out there when the State announcement came out, and, and a lot of our fans were really yeah. against just pure digital and, and streaming stuff, and so Microsoft, I'm sure they've done plenty of research on this, and they know that, that there's a large percentage of the audience that does need that, and so that's why they will continue to have this stuff.
0: I but, mean,
4: uh,
3: I'm, I'm kind of...
0: I, I'm in this weird middle place where, like, I am fine with just digitally owning everything, but at the same time, like, I have hard drives crammed full of games because it's like... Having it downloaded on my system feels like owning it, but then at the same time you, you, you see like some games get delisted and oh. then like you just can't get them anymore. Yeah, and, uh, which we,
3: we might talk about yeah. later on And in the
0: news. And maybe like when something like the Ouya store shuts down, they also shut down the thing that checks for permission, so certain yeah. games just become unplayable. Unplayable,
2: yep. Yeah. yep. I don't know, like, I, I think actually having a physical makes it easier for me to also play it. Yeah. Like, I just... I think this weekend, I just... I got four digital games, Mm. and I've played all the five minutes of all of them. Like, even, like... I I got Days Gone from one Matthew Allen. Thank you, Matt. Oh, nice. Uh, And I've played all the five minutes of Days Gone. You Mm. should play more. It's (laughs) It's a great game. Yeah. I
3: think... So, here's the Um, thing. I hate to say this. I think we sound... A little old, and then we're well, yeah. showing our age a bit. When I'm we're not. Talking about, you when we talk about owning media. I've been thinking. I think, about I this think a lot.
1: DVDs are more important to own than fucking games.
0: Well, well, here's the thing, like Chris, guys like you and me, like we we tend to own all our games. We're fine with this idea of just like yeah, just let me store it on a hard drive and play it anytime. Well, I, I
1: have more but, of a, a storage problem in my house than I do a need to replay everything I've ever
0: purchased. Here's the thing. Remember when you were a kid? How were you able to play a bunch of games? You played your friends' games. You yes, went over to exactly. House. You traded a lot. And to people right. who play like that, to people who are used to getting used games for cheaper, yeah. like, physical media is extremely Th- important. you have to use. Yeah. True. And then
1: wait till you're
3: teetering on 40. You'll have no friends,
1: especially no friends that play video <laughs> I games. Was,
3: see, Michael, I was sort of going in the other direction. You'll move to Florida. I was going in the other direction isolated. that I, I don't think a lot of young kids are necessarily doing that anymore because I think they've been raised differently with things like the App Store where mm. they don't have as much of a concept of ownership as we do. Like, if mm-hmm. they're paying for a game, it's like a buck, which is
1: that, might as well, that, you that might not also, pay yeah. To their discard, because they haven't had to live through, like, something they love completely disappearing, maybe, mm-hmm.
0: as much as we have. That's, that's true. We were... We were talking about that before the show, actually, that it's like, isn't it weird that we're living
3: in this era where, like, nothing goes away? Nothing, okay, I want to correct you guys there. Nothing good goes away. (laughs) The stuff that goes away is the stuff that doesn't stick with people, Mm -hmm. right? Like, there's plenty of new, quote-unquote, franchises launched that we never hear from again.
0: But imagine living in a world where Star Wars is dead and almost nobody talks about it except for weird nerds at conventions. That's the world I lived in through the 80s.
3: Yes, Mm -hmm. And and
0: most of the nineties, no one
1: talked about Star Wars. Yeah, I just don't. (laughs) I'd love to go back, but but it's just it's it's more (laughs) that like in my experience, if if I can't find a game, I look it up on the internet and I find that game, and that game is mine, Mm -hmm. either for two dollars or free. Mm. Like I'll I'll accept any streaming service for
2: real. I'd rather play more than hoard more. Well, I want a copy of Cadillacs versus Dinosaurs no it's one is going to make it. that you know it unless you go Sega to the CD. internet. <laughs> Well, you might be in luck, TL,
3: because there is something that you definitely need to own physical media to play, uh, and that is the new Sega Genesis Mini. Uh, They came out, Mm. and they completed the list of games. This is is the whole concept of of ownership and physical shit mocking you. (laughs) (laughs) So so they, they, they got the full list out there, and originally it was only supposed to be 40 games. They surprised us with two extra games, so there's the full list of 42 games, which I am not Going to read here, but I will say some of the surprise additions. So they added some games that have been traditionally hard to play, uh, namely Monster World Four.
0: That has been easy to play. That has been re-released well, several times. It was lately.
3: previously only playable for Genesis through Virtual Console. Uh, yeah, so it, it, but or Repro Cart. But we never got the original back in the day. It
1: like was on,
0: on Well, not in the day, but it was released on like PS3
1: right. and Steam and. Yeah, if I'm if I'm being honest, like Sega sort of went the extra mile to get a bunch of
3: rarities on this thing. Yeah, like well, a bunch of them. Tetris. Yeah. Well, here's another one. So is, is it Darius or Darius?
0: Uh, well, Heidi would pronounce it Darius. I always called it Darius or Darius or Darius. I would call it Darius Rucker. Yeah, exactly. Thank, well, you. Thank you. Well, here's another one. Then. It's so- actually pronounced Hoodie and the
3: Blowfish. So, so I only want to be with her. So Darius it never had a proper Sega Genesis home release, is right. part of this pack. In America. And then here's the biggest one. Oh, Diarrhea's cha-cha-cha. Sorry. <laughs> Tetris, motherfuckers. Yeah. Tetris, which only came to the Mega Drive, uh, but Nintendo had U.S. distribution rights all locked up. So we never got to play it here, and now we do. Yeah, but but, but that's that's crazy. In terms of what this product actually
1: is, something you put in mm. your living room, maybe to be enjoyed by the whole family, I didn't even think of like... Yeah, Tetris would be a huge coup. Yeah. To, multiple controllers, like something in your living room, but you can play competitive Tetris. That's fucking awesome.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, like, it, like that alone, Tetris is like... I made me like, hmm, maybe I will have to get one of these. And then I looked at the PlayStation uh, Classic and I'm like, nah, I don't need one of those.
2: Well, no, yeah. I, I'm going to get the Genesis thing, if only to play Comic uh, Comic Zone for the 20th time and be like, <laughs> oh, wait, this game sucks. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, <laughs> like, how many more times do you need Comic Zone? <laughs>
2: Uh, that 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 the,
1: uh, those four words are interchangeable with many of the Genesis classics. Air
4: quotes.
2: <laughs> oh, there's some good games on here, like Alice Kid in the Enchanted Castle and
3: and Dynamite Heady. Yeah.
0: Dynamite <laughs> Heady was a treasure game, and it was great.
1: And
3: I'm Strider. Not, I'm, not they, saying, I'm not kidding. They paid extra for that eight meg Strider. Mm-hmm. That's on there.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. In, in terms of being a collector's item, like Sega went the extra mile to get collector shit. Like you had Star Fox Two on any of these other systems, this is, cool
0: yeah well yeah. it's it's especially surprising considering that there have been like four or five Genesis mini consoles that have all been garbage yeah well they've been yeah. like just licensed
3: to other people I yeah. think that the, the like secret Jack to this one it's whatever. it's M2 so M2 has been handling a lot of the mm. the Sega Genesis Steam stuff that, that has been happening They did the
0: Castlevania collection which mm. was right. fantastic
3: right. and so this collection is in M2's hands and so they're working some really good magic here including with har- well, hardware peripherals did you see those yeah. I thought it was April Fool's Day you can get a
1: lock on Sega CD right. and a 32X for your mini Sega Genesis. They <laughs> wow. oh, do not. Wow. Work.
3: They work. Uh, I don't think they work. No, I think they're just they're just cosmetic, right? Yeah, they're just cosmetic. I mean,
2: look, if you gonna if you ask me, hey, here's an additional $25, we'll put Snatcher and fucking Sewer Shark on here. I would do that. Hell yeah! No, I would only pay twenty five if, if it's yeah. that
3: monstrosity, famous shot of like ten things stacked on yeah. top of a Genesis. You know, like three game
4: shards. Yeah,
0: do two they game have genies. like uh, novelty Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic Three cards? <laughs> that you can they, do. they do. <laughs> oh, they do.
1: For great. real, you called it. That's yes. Great.
0: Well, as yeah. long as it's cosmetic and not pay to win. It's, uh, it's
1: driving home the point that this is not so much for people who love games, but people who hate money.
0: <laughs> I hate money.
2: I'm about to say, hello, I hate money. I don't know, I just can't wait to play uh, Earthworm Jim on another system. Uh, Uh Uh-huh. Again. Well, speaking
3: of people who don't hate money, Activision certainly doesn't hate money. And there's been a lot of Call of Duty news coming out this week. So, uh, as had been rumored, the name of this upcoming game, it's not confusing at all, it's Modern Warfare. Right. Mm -hmm. They're already going back to Modern Warfare. Uh, And so, the game is confirmed, it's coming October 25th they announced that this game will have crossplay. Now, they mm. didn't clarify if it's just going to be console to PC or if Xbox and PlayStation users will be able to play Xbox against each other. Xbox and Switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so I think that's interesting. I don't know how, what that actually says about the Call of Duty franchise. Like, this is a franchise that didn't need any help with matchmaking before because mm-hmm. so many people were playing it mm-hmm. but you know one of the benefits of crossplay is, is you have a bigger pool of people to choose for, for matchmaking so it might be a slight indication of maybe these decreased sales uh, they, they kind of need stuff like this or to me it's just more an indication of more and more games are doing this, and this is where the industry is headed. And we really need to get here as soon as right. possible. Right? If there's any this? game that could drive it in that direction, it's COD. Damn straight. Um, mm-hmm. The other news about this game that came out—apparently, the game is making a lot of playtesters cry because Absolutely. it has. Yeah. It, it has basically. A lot of no Russian type missions in it. Oh, so my. the premise of, of 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 the new modern warfare is that I mean modern warfare, like real life modern warfare. It's it's fucking like it's not a black and white thing. It's like you don't know who your enemy is. You're going in there and you're fighting in cities and people's homes and stuff like that. You know, there's there's oftentimes kids in these houses when these guys are going on Jeez. special missions, and so that is all in the game. And and I guess it's
0: it's just all the Spec Ops White Phosphorus moment. Yeah, over that's, and over that's, 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 that's the to say. Like it, <laughs> it, it seems
3: like it's cribbing from Spec Ops a little. Mm-hmm. But apparently or pulling a pulling a berry. Well, Game of Thrones fans No, one's, <laughs> no one here oh. has seen Barry It's cool Apparently during uh, During the Judges week Which was a few weeks ago uh, Which they always do Kind of leading up to E3 They they showed them A gameplay demo And you were playing Like as a little girl Which sounded a little bit Like that scene From Resident Evil 2 remake Right Yeah um, but basically, it's like your dad is sitting there, like, trying to protect you and get you through this house. And then something happens where, like, the soldier kills your dad. And then it basically becomes, like, this boss fight where you have to, like, stab the soldier three times with a screwdriver while sort of hiding from him. And, Can you and get, like, his
0: Achilles tendon, like, in Pet cemetery? No
3: idea. But then it then it becomes, like, the typical Call of Duty stealth mission where you're, like, following your brother, trying to creep through the house okay. and not get caught. And so, uh, yeah, they're apparently they're not afraid to go to some dark places in this new Interesting.
1: one.
0: Interesting. Well, yeah. if anyone can get away with it, it's them.
3: Oh, and the,
1: the last thing I read about Call of Duty news is that they've been using the Humvee in every single game without permission, and they're being sued. Oh, really? <laughs> that's, yes.
0: That's Wait, bad. who owns
2: the rights to Humvee? Well, they're dead. Yeah, General they went owners. out of business, didn't they? No, GM's no, still they, they,
1: they still make military vehicles. They just don't make commercial. Yeah, vehicles. they they, oh,
0: okay. they canceled the oh. Hummer
3: brand, but that they still own it. They just right. stop production. But it wasn't Humber, It was it was bought by someone else, right? Wasn't it its own thing, and then got bought by? Might General have been
1: or? a GM thing for a hot second oh, no. before we had
3: to bail right. them out seven hundred times. Yeah, buy buy a Japanese cars. What I'm saying. <laughs> gotcha. Well, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like some bullshit. Which is the perfect opportunity for me to segue into my brand new segment, which might only happen one time because Michael might not let me do it again. Which I like to call, "Ain't that some bullshit." <laughs>
2: uh, I want to sue for gimmick infringement. Uh, I've been running a show called Podcast of Bullshit for eight years now. Um, I will take my royalties, please. Look Thank what you. you've done, man. Yeah, you can take your royalties to the Old Town Road, okay, TL? Mm-hmm. Um, so
3: it first up first in my ain't-that-some-bullshit news, uh, this is a little bit of sad news. Telltale's Minecraft story mode is being delisted, and All Michael right. started to mention like these games getting delisted. But here's the bullshit part. This isn't just being delisted, which typically means a game is no longer sold, but if you've bought it, you can re-download it at any time. They're actually preventing you from re-downloading the game, even if you purchased it. That's weird. That's wild. But here's the good news, except on GOG. So, right after they made this announcement, I think it was someone from Mojang had to make the announcement, because Telltale's not around anymore. Mm. Uh, Mojang, who of course owns Minecraft... I guess it was like a community rep or someone from GOG went out there and said, well, actually, no, we are preserving this and you will be able to re-download it because we make sure in all of our agreements for our games, we make it very clear that people need to be able to download these in perpetuity. So that's the good news. But I think in other places, probably including places like Steam, you won't be able to download it again. So if you own that game and want to play it, you should, I guess, download it and have it take up space on your hard drive, and you know you're never going to play that, and why are you even doing this? Hmm. Right.
0: Because Patton Oswalt's in it,
1: that's
2: why.
3: (laughs) And Pee Wee Herman.
2: Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the reason why piracy will stay in perpetuity, right? Because, like, Mm -hmm. we should not lose, like, this game forever. Like, even if it's just okay, that's the whole thing about art. It should be able to be sustained and not lose it, like... I don't know. I always think about like old Hollywood and the fact that we have movies that will literally never see the light of day again because some motherfucker didn't think of let's res- let's keep a copy of this, you know, yeah. available that's not destroyed. Like, I- I don't, this yeah, is so or let's
3: not big. reuse this film stock because film's expensive and, and just write completely write over stuff. Like, what?
1: Now here's the thing. I think this only sucks, and I'm I'm speculating here for the pe- for the people who already bought it. If I, Unless I miss my guess, I would imagine Mojang will end up taking over this game. And they'll have to sell it under their name and not Telltale's, meaning all those listings will not work anymore. So it'll probably still be available, but through a different publisher, which will be Microsoft. Hopefully. I mean, then yeah. at least it'll be available. It was a, it, I, To my knowledge, it was one of the bigger
3: sellers for Telltale in even its waning yeah. days. And this doesn't take effect until June 25th, so there's still some time. Actually, I went just to check it out to see if it's still there. Uh, Season one is still up on Netflix. So if you're a Netflix subscriber, you can play that thing as for part of your subscription. Hmm. So yeah, go check hmm. that out. Uh, in more, ain't that some bullshit news? Uh, apparently Xbox. there's an Xbox body spray, uh, Yeah, sure. Why the fuck not? I don't know. And the shower gel for the for that uh, exquisite. Yes, tank that you're I really right. I, you're right. It's a it's it's a complete line of shitty smelling. And
1: things. And it's like it's literally relabeled Nickelodeon shampoo.
3: <laughs> it, I mean, yeah. It, so so don't get too excited, folks.
1: It's Like
0: Ralston cereal it, from the eighties. <laughs> yes,
3: it's it's only available in Australia and New Zealand. Oh, thank for God. For now. I was uh, so mm. Connor Wade, friend of the show.
2: We expect a full report, there, buddy. All right.
1: Yes. Send us a picture of you using the shower gel in a lake. <laughs>
2: Are are they just <laughs> handing this to people at conventions like hey here's the deal thank you goodbye like is like just I, just smash tournaments they're yeah. just
3: but they they went but it's Xbox scent. you know we actually need the smash branded uh-huh. scent stuff
0: it reminds mm. me of those old comics that uh what was that guy i I forget but uh it's like what what's that smell it's video game smell
3: (laughs) would you like to smell it
0: smells like a video game
3: would you like to hear what video game smell smells like michael i guess i don't have a choice featuring top notes of kefir lime and winter lemon aromatic herbal middle notes of mint and sage and woody (sighs) bottom notes of patchouli
2: Uh, Are those all Kickstarter, like, not new Kickstarter flavors? Yeah,
0: You know what? I I smelled plenty of patchouli bottom notes when I was in college. It wasn't great. I don't recommend it.
2: At the bottom of a bong? I hope my bottom note didn't pick up on the podcast. (laughs) Mm -mm. It smells like crushed pepper and stale Dorito dust Mm. as it wafts through your hair. You know what it smells like to me? Some bullshit. Uh,
3: Next in in Ain't That Some Bullshit. Um, Hey, do you guys like Cuphead? I remember Cuphead. I Cuphead's did. great. We yeah, love Cuphead, right? Yeah? Yes. You guys like Teslas? Because <sighs> mm-hmm. apparently you'll be able to play Cuphead in Teslas now.
2: Yes. Like, who is this for? That's, who
3: is this for?
0: Uh, People who want to crash.
2: <laughs> Elon Musk, we get it. You're a gamer. Yes. You like cat girls and freaking <laughs> Cuphead. Okay, we get it. Did you
3: see the response <laughs> to that cat girl tweet he made? Like, some man just retweeted and was
2: like, dude, you're almost 50.
3: Like, stop. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs>
2: He is literally the hello hello fellow teens yeah, like Steve yeah. Buscemi joke, mm-hmm. but that's but, who he is.
0: But he's got the money to make one of those for real. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just I thought it was funny. I think this was also that was also revealed on our buddy our old buddy Ryan McCaffrey's
3: Tesla podcast. <laughs> yes, when interviewed Elon Musk. Yeah, yep. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. God bless Ryan, yeah. like one of the nicest dudes in the industry, mm-hmm. who just happens yeah. to have a Tesla podcast. yeah, and yeah,
1: they uh, they did say only the first level. I think. Oh, I was like, "How does this work?" And like, uh, it'll stream to your windshield. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You, you got upgrade. Why the hardest game ever? It's an option the in the car.
3: You the got to upgrade. Attention. Look,
1: it's it's to amuse
0: you while you're stuck in the death tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, if you want to get the full game, Chris, you have to upgrade to the best version of the car. Everyone knows yeah, that. Get your California jokes. Uh-huh. In <laughs> uh huh. Last bit of bullshit, and this isn't really bullshit, but you'll know why I'm sort calling of it this bullshit. in a bit. Uh, Death Stranding hmm. has a release date, shocking release date. It's coming this year. I am skeptical, just because
0: <laughs> of precedent. It's coming November eighth. That seems unlikely to me. I I hope it's true. I hope it's true. But I've seen so many <laughs> Metal Gear trailers with uh, dates that were then changed later that uh, yeah. I I can't I can't just take it at face
3: value.
1: I said it to you guys, but my prediction: if if you're lucky, a forty dollar demo.
3: That's what is you'll this get game? 18th. Well, okay, so so this is where we start to get into the bullshit. But, but before I do that, let me just say the $200 collector's edition comes Ooh. with a fetus in a jar. Yeah. yeah wow. So here's the part of this that is sort of the bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. But it's, I mean, it's, come on, if you follow Kojima games. So here's what Hideo Kojima himself had to say about the game. People have created walls and become accustomed to living in isolation. Death Stranding Politics! is a completely new type of action game where the goal of the player is to reconnect isolated cities in a fragmented society. This sounds like Wally. Uh, is created so that all elements, including the story and gameplay, are bound together by the theme of the strand or connection. Ah, huh, Death Stranding. Sounds like fucking flower. As Sam Porter bridges, get it? Bridges. He's bridging the gap between. Yeah. Things. Uh, you will attempt to, to bridge also the divides Porter, his he's a delivery, Danny man. Fetus. You will attempt to bridge the divides in society, and in doing so, uh, create new bonds or strands with other players around the globe. Through your experience playing the game, I hope you'll come to understand the true importance of forging connections with others. Now, please enjoy the latest Death Stranding trailer. Uh, he showed a new trailer. After all that shit, I. Still don't know what this game is. And here, don't worry, guys. He came out to clarify it on Twitter. All right? He clarified it for us because he said, you know, as I'm getting similar questions, I'll repost. Death Stranding is not a stealth game. Uh, You could move subjectively, but not in an FPS shooting game either. By incorporating with the concept of connection, parentheses, strand. It's totally brand new genre called action game, strand game, social strand system. What the <laughs> fuck
1: is that even mean? <laughs> Yeah, And like for our like, latest Edward James almost movie, strand in the liver. <laughs> it's,
2: it's a, strand in the place in where, the place you, where live.
1: you live. Don't think about.
2: The- <laughs> so what's weird is like I don't I've I've never like all every time I tried to play a Cozy game I've played it for like five minutes and like now nah, I'm good like every time really? I don't. I don't have any nostalgia for anything else. I I tried to watch
1: this trailer, and it was eight minutes, so I
2: couldn't, like, yeah, no thanks. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm not here for his bullshit. I'm just like, every time I just see it, I'm like, just make a game. Any game. The thing
3: is, I know I'll play it. Michael, I know you'll
0: play it. I will play the shit out of it. He's made a lot of very good
3: games. I don't. I don't have to know what it is, and that's the thing. Is like, but this this is some bullshit. I mean, like, uh, what so the fuck is the sh- strand this genre? Is, that's this not is, a thing. That's not a genre. This is not the first time
0: I've seen gameplay in this. They were showing it on like a, on a loop in the Sony booth at E three last yeah. year
3: while we were all waiting in mm. line to play Spider Man. But was that just those scenes of him walking with like the little thing behind him? Like,
0: yeah, but but it, it's it seems very clear. Like it it's a possibly open world game with like a big naturalistic landscape that's going to be difficult to to traverse and you're going to have to bring very large packages with you because you're essentially a delivery man. One of those packages was shaped like a body curled into a fetal position which was weird. Like, not to be confused with the baby thing, which apparently is part of what helps him detect the, the... BTs or whatever they were called the uh,
3: the the weird phantom creatures. I'm not convinced half of the stuff we've seen is in the game. Hmm. Like the, all of these have just been these cinematic it's, kind of. It's experiences. actually just going to be a, a port of Sokoban
4: for the Game
2: Boy. <laughs> well,
3: it's I Snatchers about to say, It's, it's like, snatchers too. Yeah, he's
2: just he just now if that's the case where it's HD Snatcher, I mean, I'm there for it. I'm here for it. Did you say I AC have...
3: Snatcher like AC Slater? Okay. No, that would HD be Snatcher. Snatcher. Oh, HD Slat, Snatcher. Gotcha.
2: Yes. It's a snatch uh, genre. Mm-hmm. It's the snatching genre. It is in the, it's in the snatch genre, yes. Yeah. I don't know. The social snatch I, I, system. I'm giving it shit now. I will probably buy it and then play it for five minutes and say, what the fuck am it's I doing? Play it for more than five <laughs> minutes. I, dude, I am excited for
3: the game. I'll play the game. I think it looks great. But it's just stuff like this where I'm like, that's not a real thing. That There's no strange genre. You I mean, didn't clarify okay. what this game is for you me.
0: You know that Kojima loves to be cryptic and he loves to troll people, so just enjoy the ride until we have I something guess, concrete. I guess, but
3: the weakness I've always found in his games is that he doesn't tell coherent stories. Like, I'm yes, sorry, but Metal... No, I'm they're sorry, They're rambly, but, but they're, they're coherent. They're rambly. I, I, Metal Gear Solid 2's story became a mess by the end. Like, okay, that's, that's fair.
2: That's the game that has, like, the second best story. In that series.
3: I,
0: I think it's it's like Star Trek in reverse, where it's like, it's all the odd ones that are great. <laughs> so 1, 3, and 5 are damn near perfect games. They are, but f- okay, 2 and
3: 4 are weird. But five story, even, was a little bit all over the place, mm. and you had to assemble it through listening to audio tapes. And yeah, it's, it's like-, like
0: Dark Souls, man. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Remember when you're collecting audio
3: tapes in Dark
2: Souls? I actually have a brand <laughs> new post from Kojima. That was tweeted 29 minutes ago. Okay, <laughs> okay.
3: This just in. This just in. This is hot steaming bullshit.
2: Okay, here we go. Wow, this is so weird. Okay, the name of the new genre is not made by the creator, but it comes after. I know that, but I just like to name it as I did in my past titles. Calling it a social strand system is similar to call a uh, similar case when I called it technical espionage action. Before it was categorized as a stealth game. So this is a stealth game.
0: No 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 no. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is that he made up that phrase and he's defending it because like even though like I people are gonna name this something else when it comes out. Like like Metal mm. Gear, I wouldn't have called it a stealth game, I would have called it tactical espionage action, but people called it stealth. So this is he's calling it this thing, but when people get it in their hands they'll call it something else.
3: You know what I call it? some bullshit although i'm still excited to play it and that is all the news that is fit to play oh wow all right well let's move on to the community segment which is always segmenting our Our community
0: community. uh i feel like we gave that way more of an event feeling than it deserved maybe dial it down (laughs) next episode (laughs) last week's question of the week as you might remember was what is a system or feature more games should implement or steal uh Trav, you weren't here last week. Do you have a Do you have a response?
2: Yes, this is about a sports game. So, I'll already close your ears, everybody. Um, every sports game should take the um, branching uh, coaching um, development from the NCAA football game. Hell yeah, uh, the NCAA football games are tremendous. Testify, and, great. and I, will, Testify. I love them. And the most frustrating thing about playing Madden. Or any of those other games is when you're the coach, like you don't – it doesn't feel like you're actually a coach that could lose your job or have a possibility to go to a different team. Like it just feels like – it feels like you're just another GM. Those college games were really great because you could move from being a coordinator – to being a head coach and like you got different aspects of the game that you got to do and like you could lose your job. They would give or you goals. You'd be offered you jobs. They, they would
3: <laughs> say you have to win your conference in 5 years. You would have to win a championship in this years or attend had to have this kind of recruiting. You had to class keep attendance such- above a certain level in your stadiums. It was so good,
2: dude. It's so good. And I want there's, to bully both of you. <laughs> there is talks that this the game. Well, in the in the new Madden, they are bringing back a little bit of the college aspect, which I'm super excited about. And there is talk that with how the new NCAA listings is happening, like that that game may come back. And if that does, that's it. Cancel Christmas. It's the only video game I want in my life. But yes, more sports games should take the actual coaching aspects. From NCAA and put them into their games.
3: Hell yeah. Nice. Damn. Damn.
0: That's why you're my favorite, TL. <laughs> well, first to respond on Vigime, Apocalypse.com was Triskittable, who says, I'm amazed that so few games have attempted to capitalize on Rainbow Six Siege's micro-destruction. With how outrageously popular shooters continue to be particularly Siege, with which occupies a niche no other shooter has made an attempt to fill... It still surprises me that there's no other large-scale, arena-focused, or round-based shooters trying to ape the small-scale destructibility that makes Siege's core gameplay so appealing. Smacking a wall to make a murder hole, (laughs) blasting in a wall with a shaped charge, and smashing a trapdoor inward with a shotgun blast are just a few ways that Siege revolutionized the tactical shooter. And yet, large-scale destruction a la Battlefield still wins out, even if it's usually just a one-and-done type deal like BF4's Levolution. The smaller-scale stuff is always more interesting and exciting in the moment-to-moment gameplay. You never know what wall could come crashing down next!
3: This Schluter has some interesting Levolutions.
0: Oh, shut up. <laughs>
3: Hey, watch your mouth. We you don't <laughs> talk like that around here, Uh The Konami Man says... Konami Man. There are two features I want every game to have. Number one, story recap. Agreed. I want every game to give you the option for a recap of the story so far whenever you start the game up. Too many games I will take a break from and forget where the hell I am in the story. I added the hell. Where I am in the story. Uh, one, and then B, I want more games to look at my save files and give me content based on what games I have saves of. I loved it in Metal Gear Solid, and I love when sequels add things if you have the games before, even if it's just an Easter egg like in Silent Hill 3.
1: Yeah, that's... I think it's, isn't it, isn't it a bit of a bummer more games don't do that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, Monster Hunter's the last one I can remember off the top of my they sh- head. You know, p- they, they should look at my Steam library and just shame me
0: of all yeah. the games I haven't played in there. Well, I remember Alone in the Dark, the 2010 one, had that where every time it started to give you, like, a brief, like, previously on rundown, which was great. <laughs> And I agree that that's something more games should do. It also had something that I didn't like so much, which was the ability to just skip past any chapter and just skip ahead. And I think the idea was like, let's recapture like people who were t- intimidated by game difficulty, but like nobody really wants to skip ahead.
3: I wonder with the uh, the check your saves thing, mm-hmm. if you can even do that like in this GDPR age, where like it's all the privacy mm-hmm. stuff. Where if you know, you can a- kind of a- see what other people point, have been playing. Yeah. Huh.
1: I got this. Cooper says, at the start of every uh, every game of Undertale, a hidden fun value is assigned to your file. A random number between one and a hundred. That number can affect minor events through, uh, through the game, altering dialogue, or even adding characters based on what number you get. Some are quite rare. Only one in a hundred files will have them. Uh, I'd love to see this kind of random alteration. in uh, More games giving uh, players what they think is a unique experience. Uh, imagine the argument kids would get into on discussing events that happened in one game but not in others interesting i, I that.
2: like that aspect but i don't like the problem is like the thing with undertale is there's so much hidden in that game yeah and toby fox has made it completely un, like unobtainable to actually get correct answers like we don't know who wd gasser is mm-hmm. we don't know actually the origin of sans or papyrus and like there's a lot of hints, but that fun factor thing it really ruins it because, like, there's little there's literal items you cannot get yeah. if you do not have the right number. I, yeah,
4: mm.
3: you can hack it. There, I think if you if you edit some ini files, you can get you can plug yeah. in the numbers, and people have kind of reverse engineered how to get certain things. But yeah, for me, the big bummer about that, um, if I'm a developer. I don't want to spend time and money working on something like most of my audience will never see, but I guess with Undertale, right. it is a game that relies on replays, like, that's really where yeah. that game starts to shine.
0: As for the origins yeah. of Sans and Papyrus, like, they're they're skeletons, they've just always been skeletons, that's Right. Their, or, well, their origin
2: story. Well, but also Sans, Sans has has can travel through yeah. time, yeah. and... Yeah. Dimensions, like it. That game, it's so good, very but good. It's, it vexes me. It's a very good game. Uh, it vexes me. Sure. Uh, let's go to the Laser Time Facebook community, which I am a moderator at. And most handsome man, I've rebuked that title. Um, the D Day tree. Uh, the feature I wish more developers stole was a multiplayer mode from some little PS3 games called Killzone Two and Three. That mode was called Warzone. Players were split up into two 16-player teams and given a time limit. Every few minutes, a game mode switched and the object was to complete as many objectives in the modes as possible. So one minute you're playing Team Deathmatch, then boom! The announcer comes on and is captured a flag, and it kept switching between random modes for the duration of the timer. It was a really fun and great way to mix up the run-of-the-mill multiplayer shooter genre.
0: Confession, I did not like that at all, just because it's like it mm. meant you were stuck in the same map for very long periods of time while it just like changed the match type every so often. It's
3: just like, I want to mm. change the scenery! It was like putting shuffle mode on your iTunes playlist, RIP.
4: Mm.
2: I've never heard that... I've never heard of this mode of Killzone. Yeah, like uh, that's the that's... default
0: multiplayer. If I remember right, most
2: people have never heard of Killzone at this point. So <laughs> uh, it's it was. I remember it being the brown game. There would be the game where you be like, oh, that game's brown. <laughs> Look at that.
0: <laughs> uh, Jason Cromer says more game makers. Mm-hmm. There's Mario Maker. I want Castlevania Maker and Donkey Kong Country Maker. Any old school platformer needs a maker.
3: Sure, I cannot disagree. Yeah. I think that'd be fun.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: A Sonic Maker would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I'd, yeah. I would buy that. We all
3: know how many bad Sonic games have been made. Yeah. So.
2: First of all, there's only been one bad Sonic game.
3: Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait. And that's Sonic 3D Blast. <laughs> Wait, so t- 2006, Sonic? You're really going to go to bat for this one? Oof. There's some good parts of that game.
0: Uh, good parts, yeah. sure. The part where
3: you turn it off?
0: <laughs> the part where you're not falling through the floor or talking to people trying to get Sonic's shoes so that he can run fast in the first <laughs> level?
3: <laughs> the part where you kiss the girl?
4: Yeah.
3: Aaron H- Hados says, more games should incorporate the WWE 2K mechanic of interfering while your opponent does their intro for a first strike. Think about all the excessive monologues that the bosses in various video games say and do. Now imagine after a sentence of them explaining their evil motives, you pull out your weapon and just flat out kill them for an easy win. Who cares if you're supposed to be a tragic villain with an important backstory? Just die already. I will say there is a game recently yeah. that does this. There Katana is. Zero. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. interrupt any dialogue at any time and it will change what happens yep. in the game. Oh, I have really, really wanted to play that the game. The way
0: of the samurai games also
3: let you do that. And it sucks for me who's impatient because... They also have a button where certain dialogue you can fast forward and it will appear quicker. Mm-hmm. But then if you accidentally hit that button twice in a row, you will trigger the bad dialogue option. Ooh, now you're a dick. Yeah, usually, though, it gives you, like, one do-over where you can just – it'll say, excuse me, what did you just say? And then you can be nice again. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay, Michael, you brought up way to the Samurai real quick. Sure. So I, I I got PlayStation Now, and I played it, and I was like, Cause I wanted to play a Samurai game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. And then I went to the store, and I had, like – I bought food. And it asked me, well, did you want to pay for it? I was like, yeah, I'll pay for it. And it was like, give money. I didn't get it. So I hit circle to back out. And then I eventually, I, I was robbing them, apparently. Huh. So like this guy comes out of like the back area, naked, mind you. Yeah, yeah. And starts fighting me. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> so then I defend myself and I kill him. And now I'm afraid yeah, to play murderer. that game because I, yeah, I think I'm in trouble yeah. in that game. Yeah. Mm.
3: <sighs> what, what were you wearing? When you fought the naked man. That's
2: I was naked. wearing clothes. He was just naked. He came back with the with the samurai towel over his junk. Oh, mm. uh, uh, You know. Oh, oh I
0: see.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Coyer says, I can't understand why more games haven't pitched the active reload system from Gears of War. Thank you. How many games require <laughs> reloading a weapon for Christ's sakes? Adding another damage buff or something simple to this act adds a little extra layer to what is a mundane and repetitive act. I
0: feel like I just played something that
3: had active reload. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, just not many games have done it, and I always do wonder because it is such, like you said, so many mm-hmm. games have a reload mechanic. It is cool just to have a little bit of an extra damage boost when you when you nail it there.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I just, I use reload time to think. Like, when I'm reloading, it's like, oh, let me think about something for a second. Hmm. How would I do this scene? How would I how would I attack somebody? So, I don't know. Interesting.
0: Mm. Um, one more from Twitter at ninety nine Heal says the paradigm system from Final Fantasy thirteen. It's such a fun combat system in all three of the Final Fantasy thirteen games. I would love games to copy it and maybe improve it.
3: Fun in Final Fantasy
0: thirteen. I refuse to believe it. Final putting the fun in Final Fantasy.
2: Final Fantasy Thirteen is a good game. I, we can now get over it. The tube thing was over, overwrought. Was it a little bit long? Yes, but it was a good game. And the paradigm system is a good system. I don't think there is a bad system in Final Fantasy games that, like, I, like over the last 20 years, other than the draw system. The draw system is the only bad system in Final Fantasy. Refresh our memory what the
3: Paradigm system was, T.O.? You.
1: Instead of doing active time battles, you made, basically made a configuration right. and send people out in patterns. Uh, it's it, it, it's it's much less complicated than it sounds, but it yeah. made, like, with one keystroke, you could do something that used to take you, like, 20 but turns. You would, Not 20 uh, turns, my, but, you know. My
3: memory of it, yeah. though, is you basically assign certain team members roles, and some of those roles yeah. stacked better with, with certain classes. And so you, you yep. could be, hey, you're a sentinel, which means you're going to sit there and try to... Kind of guard the rest of your team and and kind of you know, taunt the the enemy and get attacks on you and then some people you give them more like DPS and more like healer roles and so yeah it was sort of a and what that would do is is create a predefined set of actions that they would just sort of automatically
2: take if I'm remembering correctly well yeah not yeah but it's it's almost like I'm trying to think of what would be a good comparison but it's just like you know the other the older other older systems. It just take, it took away of, like, kind of building that, right? Like, you could do the same thing with, like, the sphere grid system, right? But then, like, you have to build your characters kind of to set up like that. And the paradigm is just, like, it's just a preset. Um, I, like I said, I think all those systems, like I said, most performance systems are good, except for the draw system. Objectively bad. I don't care if people like that game. It's an okay game. That draw system is I, I didn't good. mind the draw
3: system. Yeah. Alright, well we
0: have a couple video responses uh, First comes from Full Install Who says
7: Hello VGA, it's Tom here again from YouTube channel Full Install, I bet you're getting sick of me by now And it is so, Friday, which terrible. means It is time for a beer Although the way this Brexit shit is going mm. Could be Tuesday morning, which would be appropriate time For drinking, but um That won't affect me, I work for the government Here in response to your latest community question <laughs> Which feature or mode would you like to see ripped off in more games? I see a mode and a feature as two separate things. A feature is more of a gameplay mechanic, something that's included in the game, whereas a mode is something that you actually physically click on to change the way that you play the game. So I've got two answers. Uh, and my first one, I can't I can't decide which one it should be. So for feature, it's either going to be the fart from the Abe games because what games aren't improved sure. by farts? And very few have a, a fart function. The only ones I can think of is the fractured butthole, which had a competition to enter your own fart to be in the game. Did Postal have a fart in it? You could piss on people in Postal, so yeah, I'm pretty you sure it had a fart on. in it. If it didn't, then I'm very disappointed. Um, and my other uh, choice would be the hug function from A Boy and His Blob, the, um, the remake, remastered, the newer version, which, cool. uh, amazingly charming, instantly makes the game more, not, I wouldn't say fun, but more, I don't know, it, it fills you with a sense of joy, which uh, my dying soul is sorely losing. <laughs> Aren't we all? For mode, mode is a bit difficult because most game modes are things that are left out of the game on purpose because they're usually a bit crap. The first one that comes to mind is big head mode, uh, which is yes. always dreadful. And that's what spawned that awful Virtua Fighter kids game, I believe. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with a little bit of a cheat. I suppose it is a mode, but uh, developer's commentary. That is a game yeah. mode, isn't it? Because you play for the yeah. whole game in a different mode, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But even if it's a game that you're not enjoying, it kind of makes it better because what really it does is turn it into an interactive podcast. And for games that you do enjoy, it really gives it a replayability, replayability um, you know, for a second go-around. Especially things like the Monkey Island games or point-and-click adventure games where you want to hear from those developers and hear their ideas behind the jokes and things. It instantly makes it better. Um, so I'd like to see more developers' commentary, more farts and more hugs. If they could do a game where you can hook someone, they fart, and the developer tells you why they thought it was funny, <laughs> best game ever made. All right, guys, cheers. Catch you next week. Nice. Yeah. Cheers. Oh my Tom. god,
2: I just want him to do a podcast. I would listen to that. Just listen to his voice. Just like yes. Just tell me everything in that nice British voice. He's been a
3: welcome addition to the show in the past couple of weeks. Thank you, Tom. All
0: right, we have another answer from Mighty Number B on Twitter.
3: Hey BGA, Mighty Number B here. Hiding at work to answer the question of the week, which
6: is
2: what's in the closet
3: game you'd like to use more often. And
6: for me,
5: I would have to say, from Splinter Cell Conviction and Alien Isolation, the one where if you have a connect hooked up and actually used it, you know, weirdos like me, uh, where you would hear sounds that you were like if you were talking. The AI would hear you, and
6: they would try to come find you. I really enjoyed that. It added an extra layer of fear when you're playing Alien Isolation, and and in Splinter Cell
2: Conviction. So, that's all. Nice.
6: It's weird when
3: games sort of break the fourth wall like that, and it especially sucks like if you have friends who know that your game will do that, and then come in the room, and are as loud as they can possibly be to fuck with you.
0: I said I was Sorry. <laughs>
3: Uh, and then we have one more video response from Cody Laveau. We do.
6: Hey, it's Gage Crippler, Cody Laveau. And I'm riding a buffalo. He is. How about that? So.
2: A bison, sir. Uh,
6: I love lassos and I love grappling hooks. Like grappling hooks specifically from uh, like Just Cause 2. We had the gun and you shoot it up on a plane and you like yeah. fly up. It's so much fun. I wish more games did that where you could just attach yourself to stuff. Oh, we're going for a ride. So uh, I also really love lassos. And I wish more games other than Red Dead did it fact, there was a sega safari game that i really really loved and i don't remember the name of it i think it was called like jambo safari or something like that but you could lasso like a rhino or a warthog or something out of your jeep and you'd chase it down you would actually um you you, you would like chase it down and try to catch it and i thought that was awesome so anyway i'm gonna keep riding the buffalo around whoop he's gonna sit down for me oh, good boy all right so i guess we're gonna take a rest here Uh, We'll see you next week, guys. If you know anything else with hooks or lassos, please let me know. Because I love them. I think we're just going to take a nap. We'll see you next week, guys.
0: Bionic Commando, dude! (laughs) The new one that we talked about earlier. (laughs) That water buffalo was completely indifferent to him. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, put these out on the, the internets for everyone to see. Cody, they're great.
1: TL, do you want to mock him more after un- unseating him as the world's most handsome man in the last time?
2: Absolutely not, because he did. I he did not run, and I have a very strong feeling that he ran. He would have won again. Uh, but no, I love Cody. Uh, but they're not buffalo; they're bison, sir. Uh, that, was that, yeah, that was not that a water buffalo. Yeah, that, yeah. that was not a shaggy bison. Yeah, that was not. That was bison. It was a pack a water buffalo. Was, yeah, which yeah. I think
3: are actually quite dangerous. I asked him about yeah, that. Was, I'm like, I'm like, dude. I think when I recently went on that safari, which you can hear on bonus time at patreon.com slash laser time, um, they were saying that was like the most dangerous animal they had on the property. And he told me, he's like, yeah, he, he actually has a really good rapport with that particular water buffalo. So do not try that at home kids. Mm -hmm. It's a trained animal expert. Mm -hmm. Nice.
0: All right. Well, that does it for our last week's question of the week. New question of the week. What's a Japanese developed series or game You'd want to see a Western developer take a crack at bonus points for naming the specific developer and why they'd be good. Uh I think this is a pretty obvious answer. I want Obsidian to do a Final Fantasy game. Just because that would be fucking insane. Western Final Fantasy? Yeah. Literally wow. Western. Make it a cowboy Final
2: Fantasy. Hell yeah, I'm dead. Just have them do Wild Arms mm-hmm. then. There you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> there
0: you go. Alright, make Obsidian do Wild <laughs> yeah, Arms. Changes his mind. Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, sure, sure.
2: My answer
3: relates to what I was saying earlier about the Metal Gear series. Sometimes going off the rails when it comes to the story, I would love to see Naughty Dog hmm. do a Metal Gear game. So you would get all of the great exposition and story and, and great
2: character development without all of the craziness in it.
3: All
4: right. Hmm. Who else?
2: I want Pro 3. Oh. I want it. I need it in my life. To me, I guess the best studio would be the um, the Ubi- was it Ubisoft uh, was it Ubisoft San Francisco that did the South Park game. Yes, yes, that's who I want to do the Parappa really? game. Like, yes, and I'm then, actually like-
0: surprised you didn't say Harmonix, but yes, that that studio is an excellent choice because they also do Rocksmith.
3: Yes, right. They did the second South Park game. The first yeah. one was Obsidian. <laughs> yes, right. It was yes.
2: So yeah, <laughs> I I I, I want Ubisoft. I want I want Ubisoft. Uh, San Francisco to work on it, and then like you can use a lot of Bay Area rappers in it, or very indie rappers in it, and it would be really, it'd be a really fun, cool game. And like you said, they have Rocksmith. It's it's a new system. Put Parapper rapper and Jammer uh, Lammy all in one game, and let them uh-huh. uh-huh. get, the, do get it. the rabbits in there.
3: Yes, yes, yes. Kick,
2: kick, punch. <laughs> it's all in your mind. I just want a paraphernalia. I've, I've, Sony's announced they're doing that, that movie deal, and I'm like, I, I want to write the Rapper movie. I don't know what it would be, but I want to do it.
0: I'm skeptical every time there's like a PlayStation-related movie deal now because we still have not seen Sly Cooper. That was years and years ago when that was announced, and Ratchet and & Clank happened, and it was not great
2: yeah <laughs> the game was the, great though the, the, the game was the amazing game was really good yeah. the game was
0: actually probably better than the, the, the movie yeah
2: if it's the same sony animation team that worked on the spider man movie then i'll i'll be fine with it oh i'll i'll, wow. I'll yeah. be okay with it that would be great yeah holy shit chris how
1: about how about a new final fight game from the people who made sonic mania yes there you go sure. sold mm, yep that's good make yeah. that happen
0: absolutely Make it happen, people. All right. Christian Whitehead is, I believe, his, <laughs> yes, his name. Yes. So what japanese series Would you want to see handled by a western developer let us know go to vggameapocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode 319 alternately you can hit us up on twitter at vg apocalypse or go to the official laser time community on facebook and answer under the thread there so that's been our show let's go with some plugs tl what do you got for us
2: uh, so yeah, I do another show called P and B. We have a Patreon, Patreon dot com slash P But I would like to uh, promote that I, after years of a contentious battle with Twitter dot com, that terrible bad site, have finally got my old username back. So I am both at Travis L- Travis L Foster on Twitter and finally Parable. Turbo Bison on Twitter. Nice. Back where I first met Chris and Tyler when I was telling them that Land Before Time is not as good as We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. A thing I still stand It was an argument by. that had to happen. <laughs> <laughs> an, an argument I stand by. But yeah, that's it. Um, there's more stuff that I can announce later. I can't officially announce yet, but soon... I will have stuff for your eyeballs to look at. Exciting. Which of those accounts will contain your lewd still? <laughs> um, neither. So that's I was gonna use I was gonna use Vice as like my shit post accounts like I, I have two accounts now, but that has more followers and the Travis <laughs> the Travis L. Foster one is more professional. And I was like, Well shit. Hmm. I'm kind of fucked either way. So. gotta make so. a third one. Yeah. I have to make You're not going to put one. the word Turbo Bison on a resume? Go nuts. Nah, there's too many people following that one. Can't do it. There's a tag team champion following that one. I can't do it.
4: Oh, shit. Oh, wow.
2: Just make yeah. a third called,
0: like, Turdo Bison or something. <laughs> Nobody will understand.
3: Birdo Tyson.
0: Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think Matt wins.
1: Someone else. Please consider supporting the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Time. We have a bunch of fun stuff coming for you, including a bunch of podcasts. This week, I'm going to introduce you to some new people. And then early next week, it's Are You Ready for the Worst Dating Story of All Time. Oh, am I? It is oh, very, very bad. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, it is still unfolding. And I can't wait to tell you more about the horrible things that have been happening to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in this last week's, it was, it was somebody said something about... Commentary modes. I thought those were going were gonna to become standard in games. I thought they were very cool, optional ways to uh, hear developer commentaries. You walk around a level. Uh, Last Laser Time was all about the best, worst, and train wreckiest DVD commentaries. Uh, a, a little a lost art, I'm calling it because you don't. This they're, they're kind of disappearing. Even though I know a lot of a lot of people don't listen to them, I still like them. Uh, but yeah, mostly in thirty twenty ten this week. Uh, man. Does everybody remember the hype ten years ago for Indiana Jones and the? Oh my God, I forgot the name. Crystal already. Skull.
0: Kingdom of the, Crystal, the King. Skull. Crystal Skull. No,
1: no, no the 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 game that ended up getting busted down to Wii U and PS2. Oh, the, its, the, um,
0: yeah, the what was it? The King Staff Scepter. of Staff of ed, Kings.
1: Yeah, Staff of Kings what the fuck remember how excited we were for that oh my goodness mm. i went and looked at some gameplay of that <laughs> yeah we're talking about that on thirty twenty ten, 2010 and including a bunch of other fun movies we did just talk about no holds barred which has a very near and dear place in my heart and i know you wrestling fans Ooh, yeah, love it brother. too. so check out all that shit over there 30 2010 patreon.com slash laser time helps us survive literally mm-hmm. we need your help now more than ever we all now get paid out car's of ours ruined yes thank you guys so much for uh supporting us i'm exhausted uh, and just for me, I only have the one Twitter account. It's at Maddie C. Allen. So
0: follow me there. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Woohoo! <laughs>
1: I don't know